it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Brunani woman, this baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gonna sip it here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. Same old story back again. You only followed cause she knows your friend. Sick and tired of seeing that heart eye emoji. Oh no, no. Now you think it's funny. Asking me to spend my money. Oh, you forgot when your boys were down and I bought the rounds. Mm. Yes, my phone bill looks mad again. Your mum doesn't use phone cards when she calls her friends. (laughs) You don't listen to me, but say don't yell at me. Oh no, no, isn't it ironic? The rate you DM girl seems chronic. <laughs> oh, you forgot when your car declined and my phone's aligned. I can't eat, I can't sleep anymore. Cause love done fucked up my credit score. <laughs> I wish I didn't swipe right anymore. I'm actually joking. You are so dedicated. You're so dedicated to the cause. Welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, Suck Your Mum. And it is me, Kalechi, and... (laughs) Me, Sadiq. Hi, guys. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, if you are unfamiliar... Do you know where the song is from? Do you know who sings it? No, it sounds familiar. Where is it? I can't eat, I can't sleep Deep. anymore. Waiting for the love to come through the door. Oh no. To walk through the door. It's Angie Stone. Wish I didn't miss you anymore. I oh, okay. wish I, I thought didn't it was gonna be, um, miss you. I can't wait till you're better than to me. Cause you do for me. But okay, but, but where, <laughs> where in the melody? <laughs> I thought it was a similar melody to that. Was that SWV? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I tried either way. I can't, no one could be a songstress. Um, yeah, so that was Angie Stone, Wish I Didn't Miss You. I love that song. Oh, I love Angie Stone. She did the verses with, um, Who? with Erica Badu. That was Jill Scott. <laughs> What? People are going to write in. (laughs) I mean, this might be my last episode. Oh, no. Wait, are you sure? Yes, it was Jill Scott and Erica. No, it was Jill Scott and Erica Badu. What was Angie's last name? Stone. Oh, okay. See, that's probably why I got it confused with Stone and Scott. Because... And they look as they look. Don't think you not look okay, anything. They probably don't. don't. Okay, but they were both in um, 
They were both in um the you know that band that sung um There is only one for me. They were <laughs> They were in that group now. <laughs> no? No, that's Flowetry. Flowetry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Angie Stone and Jill Scott were not in Flowetry. Not one of them. Not one of them. There were only two of wow. them. Wow. My, 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 wow. Wow, my memory is actually really, Marsha really Ambrosius bad. was in. Marsha Ambrosius, that was it. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't yeah. act like you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew, I knew Marsha. Yeah, that's, that's my girl, Marsha. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's a great vocalist. You are a liar. She's I love Marsha Ambrosius. You know that Marsha is great, but you also don't know. I wonder. Um, I wonder who the listeners think have has a better voice out of me and you because you know I did a little bit of a singing there and you did a little bit of singing. I think we should do like a vault. <laughs> we should get them to find out who's a better vocalist. Okay, so then you sing a song that you know. Then oh no, don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> okay, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> Let them use what, what I've already given them. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, 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 here, here we are what for another <laughs> another week. Wow. Um, I know that you'll soon start writing into So You Mad about Sadiq's um, <laughs> music knowledge. For the lack of it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, we're back. Back in the place to be. Um, yeah, we're going to just jump right in because there is so much to kind of cover, I guess. Um, so I'll get straight into the tarot then. The tarot is really interesting this week. So I've used um, same three pile, um, same three pile setup, pile one, pile two, pile three. You're doing very well at choosing a pile or not and just saying you want all of them. But I really love those of you who um, I've seen tweeting and saying things like um, where usually you, you're set on a number before I've even, you know, read the thing out. And some weeks you find that you can't settle on a number because more than one of it um, applies to you. So that just, you know, go with your intuition. Wh- whatever the message is for you, go with that. I'm just here to, I'm just a messenger, man. I'm just a messenger. Uh, and yeah, before I get right into things, I'll just say big up to Skillshare and ExpressVPN who are the sponsors of this week's episode. For some reason, you man are using the code and you're loving it. So um, yeah, big up uh, to Skillshare and ExpressVPN for trusting me with their brand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll get into the tarot then. So part one, part two, part three. I want you to really, really center yourself because um, the messages this week are um, deep. They're, they're deep. If you thought you had a dragging before, well, well. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's a dragging, actually. I wouldn't say that. Um, Yeah, so please center yourself. The question that I put forth um, to Spirit this week was to highlight whatever it is that we might not be thinking about, but we need to think about whatever maybe like um, is unconscious that needs to be made conscious, that needs to, that we need to be more aware of and the energies around us that we're probably not noticing, but are very strong and we need to be more um Uh, We need to acknowledge them more. So pile one, pile two, or pile three. So I'll start with pile one. Pile one, you've got the page of one, uh, page of wands in reverse, which tells me that there's a new 
step that you want to take in your life, a new thing that you want to try out. Or maybe, um, as my uh, my brother and I, Sadiq and I, were discussing earlier today before we actually started recording, there's a new fire that's been sparked inside you. Maybe because of all of this Black Lives Matter stuff, you've started to kind of consider certain things in ways that you didn't consider them before but you have now decided that there's a new passion within you that you want to take forward and it's small right now it's 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 a very tiny spark at this stage but you're unsure you're unsure because this is not something that you've really done before maybe you're not someone that really i don't know speaks out like that you're not someone that you probably think oh well this new venture it's not something that really suits you but what you need to understand is that the next card that you got is the devil in reverse, which says, and you know, so the page of wands is a minor arcana and the devil in uh, the devil card is a major arcana. And what the devil usually speaks to is bondages or, um, or karmic connections or things like that, or, um, addictions, things that, um, that you've kind of relied on, um, to vices that you've kind of relied on things like that, that you've relied on before, that haven't served you. They've been a tool towards your own self-sabotage. And um, now you're breaking away from it. Whatever's happened during this time that we've had, now people are running to the pub and restaurants like mad people. But the, in the time that we've had of um, stillness and quietness, you've managed to break some karmic bonds. You've st- st- managed to break some karmic cycles, maybe some ancestral cycles, because now you finally decided that you're going to be more than you thought that you could be. Maybe you've looked at family, you've looked at people around you. And maybe for instance, for some reason, I'm seeing women, maybe women in your family didn't behave um, um, in a particular way. So you didn't think it was possible. And that's not necessarily to say that you yourself identify as woman, but the people that you've seen around you that have like brought you up, they haven't behaved in particular ways. So you didn't really think that it's available to you or it feels uncomfortable to want to venture in that way. But during this time, you've made the decision um, somewhere in your heart space, somewhere in your soul space, in your soul body to break this cycle that you don't want to fuck with it anymore. You don't want to be another ancestor that could have done more and didn't. So now you've said that you've had enough and um, it was, for some people, it might really, really be addictions. It might be things, it might be vices, things that you were using to kind of numb yourself. And so you didn't have to think about the ways that you were different from your environment, different from your family members, different from your siblings, or maybe different, you know, in the working environment that you're in, or just you've always felt kind of an outcast. Um, and now you've got this um, feeling that you, you're, you're tired of trying to numb yourself and make yourself out to be part of the big group. You now understand that you're not part of this big group in the way that you see it. You know that there are things that you need to do to be part of a wider conversation, to be part of the collective that's working towards progress, that's working towards breaking chains that no longer, um, that, that, that can no longer hold us down. And I've also, apart from using the Kaleido deck, uh, Kaleidodope deck by Crystal Banner. I'm also using the Tarot of the Orishas as well. I'm using those cards. And the card that you've got, another minor, uh, major arcana, is um, Oshala. And Oshala is one of the um, main deities. So the if the way that we've got Yemaya or Yemoja, who's like the mother, um, the archetypal mother, this is the archetypal father. And 
Um, we see him in his younger form when he was out walking and with his sword and and just out here sl slip slicing, doing what he's doing. And then we also see him in the older form on his throne, like looking um, down on earth and seeing everything that's happening. And um, Oshala also governs like the sea and um, things like that. Bones, teeth, that sort of energy. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because you haven't done this by yourself. What's happened is that, you know, there's that uh, poem, I hope it's not made by a racist, um, Footprints in the Sand. And, you know, it says that, oh, but at this point in my life, there were only one set of footprints. And then God says, yeah, but that's where I carried you. That's what the vibe I'm getting whenever I look at this card is that at some point in your life during this process, you thought that you were doing this alone when actually you were being carried through the, the whole change, the whole transformation that you're going through. And you're also supported in doing this thing. No harm will come to you, even if family members and people around you want to act a particular way because now you've decided that you want to step out and, and show out. If they don't agree with it, that is their personal problem because this is literally your 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 godfather figure. So that, that, that kind of god um, paternal type of energy that you have around you is guarding you and is protecting you and saying, go true my G like, this is what you are meant to be doing. This is, you are walking towards your calling. I'm glad that you've woken up and I will protect you while you do what you're doing. So, um, yeah. So, and so if, if you've got for even like a father figure that's passed away, um, that's also, um, a confirmation, you know, as well, that you're, you're being watched, you're being looked after and you're doing what you need to do. And you've, you're breaking those chains and you're making better decisions. And if it's a father figure that's passed away, you're probably making better decisions than maybe that they made when they were, um, um, uh, on earth. And they are trying to support you to do that because they want better for you. They don't want you to repeat their mistakes as well. So that's that, uh, pile two, pile two, is um, the seven of coins in reverse you've got. And the seven of coins when it's usually upright. So in the crystal banner deck, you've got um, the potatoes. You see a potato plant. So the potatoes are growing underneath the soil and all you see is just the leaves above the soil. And I've talked about this seven of coins energy before and having patience while things grow. Why, why this has come out is because it's come out in reverse because the time for your growth um, is done in terms of now is you're sprouting. Now you are blossoming. Now people are seeing you. Now you, you're, you're emerging as the person that you are. Um, you're truly aligned because the next card is the two of wands in reverse. You are truly aligned um, with what you're meant to be doing. But what's... Um, What's happening here is you're kind of second guessing yourself. And this feels like something to do with um, sexuality. And the reason I say that is because the card that comes out from the Tarot of the Orishas is Oshumari. And Oshumari, we see um, in this card deck, we see a serpent kind of coiled. And then we see a rainbow behind them as well. So, and we see the rainbow, we see sun. We know that the storm has passed because um, we see the clouds clearing. So we know that the storm has passed in the terms of the angst that you would have felt while you were trying to really figure out who you are. And while you were going through this growth phase of um, kind of working out who um, you are and um, what 
makes your soul sing. And I think I've mentioned sexuality in one of the other readings as well. So it's coming up again, maybe because it's the same kind of person that's listening to this, that's not really um, acting on the advice or wanting to kind of suppress um, their kind of sexual, I want to call it identity, but I even think that identity sounds a bit weird and violent but just how they the how they see themselves basically so the time for um kind of doing everything in the darkness growing in the darkness is happened but now you do need to come out and come forth and the reason that two of wands i think i look at it again is that you've got that sort of phallic energy as well because it's um wands two wands and then they usually speak towards um couples partnerships uh, marriages in some instances so you're starting to look ahead for the kind of life that you want but at the same time you're like oh don't know about that and so you're trying to curl yourself back in again uh, when i see the serpent i also think of um the kudal um, kundalini energy um so they say that the serpent rests at the base of your spine and that's what charges up all of your chakras as well but um i say that because if you don't let the snake do what the snake wants to do within you that spiritual energy you don't let it act all of your chakras are going to be blocked so basically all of your energy systems are going to be blocked you've got to emerge in the world as who you are and 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 just be just be um because life is too short to pretend to be anything other than who you are and the serpent is also you know the serpent was vilified is vilified within um the bible and things like that but we need to really look at the serpent again look at a snake for what the snake does snake sheds its skin the snake always knows when it's time to transform into or to emerge as a new self the the snake watches seasons and knows when it's time to transform the snake of all the other creatures you know always has its belly to the ground so it's always connected to that kind of earth like energy and these are the things that you need to kind of be aware of like give yourself space to connect with um the energies that serve you best and you've weathered the storm you've made it through the hardest part of all of this which is you know deciding and figuring out who it is that you are and who you want to be now it's the ch- now it's the time to shed the old skin and emerge as who you truly are um trying to stay in the darkness any longer will just mean that you rot there like if you imagine the potato that you don't do anything with it it just kind of i don't know stays there and and nothing comes of it and until it kind of goes through that whole cycle and then just becomes nothing again you know that's not what we want for you emerge as who you are and for some reason that song keeps being in my head i'm coming up i want the world to know but yeah that's um basically um the message i get there it's very sexual energy for pile two um pile three i like this well i like the other decks but i like this one it's very interesting what i want to say is before i do pile three what's interesting is that i've been fasting and for some reason, I kept thinking about reading Psalm 35. I've been talking about Psalm 35 a lot recently. But um, during my fast, I, I saw quite a lot of things. And I so many things were confirmed to me in the sense that you can't just let people who don't change their towels often come and shake your sense of peace. 
Like these men don't even remember like how often that they should be using a towel. They think, oh, well, I'm just using it to dry my body. And they don't think that they need to change it regularly. These are the same people that will jump on the internet or be in your workplace or whatever and try to bring you down. Nobody that doesn't even change their towel regularly can come and bring me down. That's all I know, right? So the... um before I got ready today, I felt the need to read. I was, I felt prompted to read Psalm 35 again. And then I pulled the cards and it got to pile three. And the first thing that came to my mind was, Lord, strive against them who strive against me. And that is the prayer that those of you who chose pile three, that is the prayer that you're being asked to do. Pray that for all of these people that want to come against you, that same energy is sent back to them, that all they know is confusion, like the same energy that they're trying to bring to you to stop you from having the peace that you so deserve and that you so desire that 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 whatever pit that they've dug for you is them that will fall into it. Whatever, whatever, you know, that, that they're doing to kind of, um, bad mind your name or or bad mouth you and they're doing it from a place of bad mindedness it's only going to come back onto them i say that because the first card that comes out um is the nine of coins and we keep seeing this nine of coins energy nine of pentacles energy in the kaleidodote uh, crystal banner deck you see a barbie looking doll that's got nine coins around her waist because you know she stunts like that and um, she's wearing like a dog tooth um motif kind of on her top so she's looking cute she's looking cute one hand on her waist serving but that nine of uh, coins energy is that you're kind of using your divine feminine power at this point to be receptive to all of the great things that are coming your way like you're literally drawing them in and and holding on to them um this is a time for you to receive greatness this is a time for you to receive greatness and you have to you have to appear, even if it's you struggle to believe that you deserve it, because I definitely have that feeling of, oh, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Even if you struggle to believe that you deserve the greatness that are coming your way, pretend, you know, fake it till you make it. Pretend like you believe it for now, you know, train yourself, you know, to believe it. But meanwhile, present yourself like you do believe that you deserve this greatness. The reason I say that is because if you let anyone outside see that there's even a chink in your armor, like you don't believe that you deserve that thing. The five of wands energy is waiting there. Literally people have lit, lit torches. They're waiting to come and pull you down. And I like that the, um, I think about the Lisa Stirl tarot deck because the five of wands actually came up for me when I was doing my own tarot, uh, reading for myself. And the five of wands came up and in the Lisa Stirl modern witch tarot deck, they're actually wearing face masks in that deck um, as they're fighting with their wands. So there's that energy of like, people are gonna wanna strive against you because they see your light and they see where you're going and they see the good that you intend and what you're trying to do. Do not be disheartened. Um, and I keep thinking of that um, hymn that we used to sing in Catholic school. Do not be afraid for I am still with you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. Don't be afraid because like God has called you by your name. Like God has called you specifically to do the thing that you are doing. There's no need to be afraid because whatever these motherfuckers think that they're doing, that's going to bring you down in any way. They're only wasting their time because I guess that that's what they came to earth to do. When they were choosing earthly assignments, they said that I want to go and be a motherfucker. (laughs) 
and that's what they are literally doing so they're not your concern you are focused on doing what you need to do but you need to believe that you are deserving of this and this five of wands energy isn't just um in the external sense, it's also the internal battles that we have with ourselves as well. Whatever voices are in your head, whatever parent or whatever caregiver that didn't give you care and made you believe that you were lesser than and you weren't deserving of good things, that can also play a part where good things are happening for you and all of the things that you desire are beginning to manifest and you go, oh, nope, don't deserve this. Because if you start believing you don't deserve it, you're going to sabotage it. So it's not just the five of one's energy outside it's the five of one's energy inside as well and that fire still stays prominent because the card that comes out from the um tarot of the orishas is three of fire and you see three torches lit around a massive bag of gold that is to tell you that if you can make it through this time you'll understand that all of the things that are happening for you have been ordained, have been, you, you they've been pre-assigned to you based on the fact that you've done the work that you needed to do to get yourself this far. You didn't become the nine of, <clears throat> so you didn't become the nine of coins by sitting on your ass. Like you've been putting in work, whether that's through self-reflection, um, I don't know, going to therapy or, you know, just putting in work. Like you've been doing the work that needs to be done. That's why these things are happening. They're not happening by chance. No, you put in the fucking work and that means that you therefore chose a timeline. You chose a spiritual timeline because there are many to choose from at any one time. And you chose the timeline and you keep choosing timelines that take you towards your highest good. You deserve the things that are happening to you and you need to believe that you do. Even if people on the outside are trying to tell you otherwise, the only reason that they'll be saying that is because they don't believe that they'll see goodness, the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's what they believe for themselves. And so you've just got to feel sorry for them and pray that one day that they do, but you can't concern yourself with the things that they're saying because they're not really saying it about you. It was never about you. It's about them, right? So that's that for the pile of cards. Those piles are always something serious. <laughs> In case anyone was wondering, I was pile three. I think I like um, the number three. I always go for pile three. And then, yeah, that was, like always, definitely something I needed to hear. I quite like that bit of, like, you know, I think everyone kind of, I think you were touching on, um, what's that syndrome where you don't feel like you should be doing imposter syndrome? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone kind of experiences that once in their lifetime. And I definitely am having that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely yeah i think that that's um i i i really really vibe with pile three and maybe you saw that with the amount of vim i was putting into it but um, but when the message comes i just let let the message come through because sometimes i i don't do readings for myself as often as i should and i know patreon i haven't done a reading for you lot for last week and so i'll sort that out it's been a very busy week um but also I haven't really been online like that in the past week because because of this nine of coins energy, I hate that sometimes I come online and all I see is like just people chatting shit. Like even when I was speaking about um, how womanhood and the construct of womanhood in the last episode, how it's um, how it was made to not include uh, black women, you're seeing black women online talking about, oh, well, I just think it's violent that people are saying that we don't belong in womanhood. What are you lis not listening to as cisgendered women? Like what's fucking missing? for you like how can you hear certain things or read certain threads and still come to the conclusions that you come to so i just looked at that and i just thought nah 
I get it. It's selective hearing. Yeah. Selective, like someone even came out with a thread and it was a very, very, it was very well put. They explained that a lot of black women suffer, like a lot of cis black women yes. suffer from transphobia. Yes. And they, they broke it down. They explained how people like Serena Williams yes. have been berated for how she looks. I think the worst thing was that illustration they made of Serena Williams. Yes, yes. That, that, that went that and I spoke exactly about it on the news. About yeah. That one. yeah. So it's just weird how people, you, you hear a message like that, which is very clear in, in terms of how it's coming across. And then you say, oh, you don't think, you know, do you get I me? Mean? Why just, is it going why unchecked? Going, why yeah. why are people allowed to, like, what are you not understanding? And and, and I saw a lot of light-skinned people waiting, weighing in on the conversation as well. Oh, and, I, and I was just like, um, but this is talking specifically really about darker-skinned black women and the, because it's the, them that are affected the most. And while you might feel like what you're doing is very noble, what you're also doing is speaking over people who are actually affected by it. validating their experiences. Right, because I very much went on Twitter and I did speak about the day that I was coming back from the gym and the DPD driver said to me, oh, you know, I, I just want to ask you, are you a man or a woman? Because, you know, your face is very like a woman, but your body's so, mm, 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 so like a man. So you know I'm a woman then. Right. So you know. You know I'm a woman. On, but you know I'm a it's woman just based offend. on the fact that, you know I'm a woman because you would have never said that to a man. Exactly. If there was any... Ask ink, a man. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm just wondering because, you know, you're, you're quite attractive in the face, right. but your body is quite... You would never dare to say that to a man. So you are aware that I'm a woman, but you wanted to police me in that way and remind me of how you don't think I'm woman in the way that you prefer it to be desired. Or de- And that's why I told him that his wife's pussy drips palm oil. And I, would- <laughs> and I think it was DPD or whoever sent me flowers, but... It doesn't oh, you ma- told you told DPD. I was tweeting oh, about good. it. And this is things like black women, darker skinned black women have been online documenting the ways that they've been spoken to. And especially when you're in fitness as well, there's always someone ready to tell you how you look like a man mm-hmm. and you shouldn't be doing this because you shouldn't get too masculine. And I've spoken about it numerous times. Or people on Twitter want to make a joke. They'll compare you to a footballer. Exactly. And I had that. I had that. <laughs> I was doing, um, I, I was in a play a few years back and, um, I was playing a mean character and it was done in front of like this live audience. This was quite a few years ago. And I remember one of the guys shouting because I had my head shaved at the side. Very much woman, you know, very much there. A guy, one of the guys in the audience was like, oh, from when she looks like such and such footballer, how could she be pulling these things? Like the thing is, I'm playing a character. So you're upset with the character, but now you're making it personal about me. Because that's how you look. That's how you appear. Right. And so you, I, I looked at that thread and while I probably might have written it differently, I do see the point that they were trying to make. And so now you are coming along going, no, 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 no. Don't say this and don't say that. If you don't understand something, just try to go and research it. Just try. And it's not a case of being elitist going, oh, you must read. There are audio books, fam. They're free. There's so many things. They're free PDFs. Like go and do something to just not be this person that's online, just making it out like people are trying to take womanhood away from you. When actually what they're trying to tell you is that the way that it's been constructed was only to serve um, white supremacy in that sense. That's not to take away from you being a woman, just that this construct, as we know it, in Western society was created for this sole purpose. And you only have to look at the choices that you make in terms of beautification to see how that statement is true yes it just doesn't include you right literally look at every single choice you make whether you want to cry about it or not look at every single choice you make in terms of beautification and who that aligns with i'm not judging anybody i'm just saying facts are facts right so i just thought that that 
was really, really um, aggravating. And I saw that online and I was like, this is why I'm not really fucking with being online at the moment because there's always someone saying something and I'm so tired of people on Instagram just not fucking getting that I don't care how lovely it is or whatever you think that you want to tag me in or, or, or send me via DM. Just don't send me other people's things and posts. Just, I don't want it. Because more time, you don't even know who I've got an issue with and you're sending me people's things. I don't want it. You know, yeah, I just tagging you in there. Tagging me. It's oh, awkward. It's weird. It's really, really Especially weird. When you have plenty of people blocked as well. So I, sometimes that, you can't even see who they're The tagged. maddest is when they've blocked me. <laughs> it's someone I don't even think I've come across and they were like, let's come and look at this. And they've tagged me. And I'm like, rah, I can't that, see it. That I'm preemptive blocked. blocking. <laughs> oh, I love a preemptive block. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like this very much resonates with um, me just understanding that it's okay to have nice things it's and not nice things just in terms of the capitalist sense just literally just like nice things to have joy it's okay to feel joy even at this time but i remember us chatting about the fact that i don't even want to be sharing things about my life and joy um online because there's always someone ready to come and just chat shit to jump at it yeah no it's true I totally get that. And and that's why my prayer constantly is like, yeah, the Lord should strive against them that strive against me because a lot of you are fucking mad. You're very fucking mad. And and you need to be patterned up. So, um, yeah, I just, I thought that that was a bit of a thing. And I've noticed recently, um, this week, most especially, people sending me messages telling me not just one, not just four, not even just 10. Literally so many people messaging me going, in some way or another, you said that this thing and I ignored you, but I'm actually so, I've started doing it and I've realized how right you were. Or like, oh, I've watched you be um, loud and angry and vocal for so long. And then now I'm seeing that, you know, all the things that you said are actually true. And I know that I should feel, I don't know, flattered, but I just, it just makes me. It's frustrating. It just makes me sad. Yeah. I, I feel like it, I, I was saying to you earlier, it just makes me feel a bit, I did feel tearful about it because I was just like, people don't understand how lonely it is to see something and to see it so clearly and to take the risk constantly to call it out. And then people are around you just being silent or DMing you going, oh, I agree with what you're doing. Keep going. What do you mean keep going? Because mm. it just looks like I'm by myself. And I think that's what that's one of the things that we were saying. Like people will happily leave you there to hang dry. Yeah. And then when things start affecting them now, they're like, oh, actually. And I think it's strange that because we were talking about it when the whole Black Lives Matter movement resurged and everything. Yeah. Loads of people were following you, messaging you, asking yeah. questions. So that means you guys, you knew I was telling the truth at the time I was telling the truth. Yeah. And I'm glad everyone's because, you know, everyone's saying, oh, silence is compliance now. Now, for me anyway, silence is violent. Yeah, yeah. Silence has always been violent because I think if you see someone speaking out on things that affect you and you keep quiet about it because you're not, you, you don't like how they're coming across. Yeah. That's violent. Yeah. Because whatever happens to them, it just, it happens to just them and you're, you you will happily turn a blind eye to it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are realizing that now. I think if we make it a lot more complex, it's a lot of, it tends to be a lot of mixed race people. Yes, yes. That tend to kind of be, that tend to kind of, fall into this category of like watching things unfold yeah not saying anything benefiting of how they look like in yeah. terms of the proximity to whiteness like we were yeah. discussing and then pretty much and then and then not not saying anything keeping quiet and it's only now that you know we're seeing all it's of safe this. it's safe it's safe exactly. there's, there's more of a number to be black there's more numbers in it so that you know you can afford to have more skin in the game but i it just makes me sad 
because I have to agree. I just I just feel like it does make me feel really sad, especially when I do get more messages from um, you know, mixed race people kind of going, Oh yeah, now I kind of see it. And it's so many of them. That's what's mad. It's like everyone did it at the same time. And it's this chorus of, Oh, Kalechi, you were right all along. Soz. Yeah. yeah I, 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 and you know, I have friends who will send me messages and or be having conversations with me and say, Oh, I was speaking to such and such person. And they say that while they like you, they do think that, uh, you know, maybe you're not going about speaking about these truths the right way. And I always think that, why are you telling me that? Why are you as an individual, fuck your friend or whoever you're, you've, we're having a conversation with. Why are you telling me that? Mm. Almost as a reminder of like, yeah, there are just people who don't agree with you. And, oh, I went back and forth with them and I was trying to show them your point. I don't need to know. Yeah. I don't need to know. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Because now, lo and behold, oh, everyone's arriving on my page. Everyone's retweeting the shit that I was saying four or five years ago yes. about Is literally every Right, about literally everything. And it's like, oh, well, now we see it. Now we see it. Well, you know, I can't call it bittersweet. To me, it's just bitter because it's just like all of this time, you man were happy for me to look like the crazy one. The angry, loud, yes. crazy one. And again, I find it funny just in terms of how this word um, SJW, social oh. justice warrior, how that's changed. When that first came about, it was like an insult. So yeah. they called you an SJW. Like, <gasps> in fact, they call me the final boss. They call you the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> they call me the final boss of the SJW, which is actually hilarious. And then now. Everyone, everyone is an SJW now. Oh, everybody, everyone wants everybody. a headscarf. And I don't, want to, I don't want to be one of those people that are like, oh, now, like, you know, everyone's realizing that Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Like, we, we should have always realized that. So yeah. I don't want to be one of those people that think it's cool or yeah. think it's uncool or whatnot. But at the same time, you guys were literally, you were, they were attacking, attacking making those jokes attacking all of the time oh here come the sjw's and you were you had partners boyfriends girlfriends who would say those things and you were very happy for them to continue meanwhile you would be here following isn't that some kind of weird cognitive dissonance aren't you tired of living such a polarizing life or polarizing existences that's to me is just fucking mad and i'm glad that more people are waking up don't get me wrong it's just the fact that i still have to deal with these things in terms of oh well yeah you were right all along Mm -hmm. and and also i think that like have some shame have some shame if you literally just arrived in the conversation try to step aside for the people who've been talking about it and be Mm -hmm. and if people uh, approach you publications approach you very much go oh i think that you should probably speak with this person because you know they're more versed and more experienced at this thing but no i'm finding that a lot of people a lot uh, and i would say quite a few um you know mixed race you know biracial people jumping in and wanting to be center stage in these conversations but i just i remember two years ago a year ago a few months ago when you 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 still weren't sure about this very thing you didn't think it was that bad you didn't think it was such a big deal you thought that we could you know we could pick apart the pieces and it's really not that bad and i'm not holding you i'm holding that against you i'm just saying that at this point realize that you were complicit in that and step aside while you do your unlearning and let people talk the things that's all i would um kind of add to that but whatever well said whatever so anyway let me do the um 
shout outs. Shout out, Snickerbur. No. <laughs> no, let me do the shout outs for this week for Skillshare and ExpressVPN. So as we were literally just saying, this is a time when people are having so many important conversations um, all around the world. And now more than ever, your voice is essential. So you can explore classes with Skillshare, who are this week's sponsors. You know, you can explore classes with them and, you know, just level up, level up. No, sorry. Anyway, Skillshare offers creative classes designed for real life and all the circumstances that come come with it. These lessons can help you to stay inspired, express yourself and introduce you to a community of millions of people. So I know I was saying before that I was going to do the iPhone filmmaking, but then the next one that I think I'm going to do now is Instagram poetry. It's um, creating personal visual vignettes um, um, or vignettes vignettes <laughs> um for special self-expression taught by Alison Malie so I think that I'm going to try that because I want to make my Instagram you know uh, post a bit more fancy a bit more cute I don't know how long I'll stay dedicated to it like actually doing that because sometimes I just want to post my words and go but I'm going to take this course I think I'll try this course Instagram poetry creating personal visual vignettes where uh for self-expression taught by Alison Malie so there are numerous cl- um, classes that you can take on there and um yeah I'm still learning how to play the guitar I haven't played you anything because literally I haven't gone past my two chords but I'm also taking classes on Skillshare for that as well and watching videos for that so yeah there's just a range of things that you can do you can learn filmmaking from home you can um, learn how to be more creative in terms of business there's a wealth of things so you can get memberships basically that have some sort of meaning to you there's so many things to explore real projects to create and you've got the support of fellow creatives as well so skillshare basically empowers you to accomplish real growth skillshare has classes to fit your schedule and skill your skill level as well as a member you get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects from a community of millions skillshare is also incredibly affordable especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops so yeah explore your creativity and get two free months of premium membership at skillshare.com forward slash straws that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com forward forward slash straws that's two free months of unlimited access to thousands of classes at skillshare.com forward slash straws and yeah like i say there aren't many things that i feel the need to search for in incognito mode but even if i was searching for things in incognito mode what you need to know is that Incognito mode doesn't actually hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website that you've ever visited. And that's why when I'm at home, um, I never go online without using ExpressVPN because it doesn't matter if you get your internet service from, I don't know, Sky, B, uh, BT or whoever the hell, um, they can still, well, especially in the UK, um, in the US, they can still legally sell your information to ad companies. So ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. So your ISP doesn't see the site, your internet service provider that is for those of you that don't know maths, can't see the sites you visit. 
ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data, not 99%, not 98%, 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and it's really, really easy to use. So all you have to do is tap one button and you are protected. You can use it on all your devices, um, on your phone, computer, and um, you can even use it on your smart TV, although I still need to set that up. So there's no excuse for you not to be using ExpressVPN. So protect your online activity today. Make sure you're not moving mad with your online activity and use the VPN um, that's rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash straws, and you can get three extra months free on a one-year package. That's EXPRESSVPN.com slash straws. ExpressVPN.com slash straws. Visit them to learn more. So now we're back for Share Your Magnificence. And I know that I've got quite a few letters, but I'm going to just erase through everything um, rather quickly. Why am I just in the wrong? You keep bashing that head, that oh. microphone. <laughs> this first letter is from Annie. It says, hello, Kelechi, in the place to be. What, what? Um, I hope you've had a phenomenal week, despite the distinct smell of rancid caucasity. Wow. in the air <laughs> um, I have a few nominations of magnificent folk to celebrate but I promise it's just a quick one just a quick one <laughs> <laughs> my first magnificence goes out to Mama Okafor um, you've always spoken of your baby brother with such love and adoration that we knew he was wonderful but as he settles into being the guest in residence we get to hear his magic for ourselves the conversations you share with us are so delightful in a time that's the complete opposite and I love that these episodes are part of the historical legacy of the lead in Viola Davis's Wild Seeds thanks <laughs> your mother has raised top tier children which tells us so much about her heart character and strength I wish, I wish your mother abundant joy love and rest that's lovely um we'll communicate that to her yeah. um she'll get gas give her too much credit no don't if they, if they knew who gave birth to us well, that's lovely thank you you should see my face i was cheesing yeah wow. she, she's so lovely she's um she's an interesting character our mother but she's she's lovely she's there she's just a character um yeah but if we let her if we read this bit to her she'd get so excited and probably want to come on the show but no. Um, my second magnificence is for Malone Mukwende, who has developed a clinical handbook called Mind the Gap to show the expired milk boxes in medicine what symptoms look like on non-white skin. Wow. A second year medical student having to make a picture book for lazy racists in charge of the health and well-being of billions of melanated folks exemplifies medical racism. I'm sure his work is going to get whitewashed by somebody with more degrees than empathy. So I just wanted Malone McQuende to get his flowers on here for now. I'm also hoping every medical practitioner is bought, um, is bought a copy by these racist institutions and forced to read it. Run Malone his money. My final magnificence goes out to Natasha Benjamin, founder of the charity Free Your Mind CIC, the only service in the entire UK that supports child victims of domestic violence. She's campaigned for a decade to get children included as victims of domestic violence. And this week, the domestic abuse bill was amended to include this. However, white women gonna white women and Natasha's work and contributions were completely ignored. Instead, NSPCC and the Shadow Minister for Transphobia and Feminism for Middle Class Cishet White Women, Jess Phillips took the credit 
when people asked the NSPCC why they hadn't included Natasha in the credits, they gave a copy and paste response saying the work is down to many, building on organisations like um, including Free Your Mind. In an institutionally racist sector, it's disappointing that, but unsurprising that big organisations are erasing and stealing a black woman's work. Instead of taking credit, they should be taking seasoning and etiquette lessons. <laughs> These white women are highly likely having GNTs over Zoom to celebrate their months of work on this, while Natasha is answering the 900,000 percent increase in referrals during lockdown. Black-led organisations are constantly locked out of this sector by people who use working for a charity as a woke personality trait. This gatekeeping and whitewashing just makes life so much harder for the people they say they want to serve, with very little funding actually reaching those communities. Instead of delivering support, people like Natasha have to chase small grants and public donations to keep running. While large donation, while large organisations, uh, while large organisations um, hoard funding and further the white supremacist patriarchal um, the, um, agenda that gender-based violence comes from, um, Natasha is so humble about her work in this area, but she deserves all of the credit for both helping children heal from trauma and tirelessly campaigning when nobody else cared. She's the example all domestic violence organisations should be funding and following. But unfortunately, people who only know how to wash, uh, to whitewash and not leg wash can't drop their egos to do this. I also must note that I don't, I do think the squatters in number 10 are moving the maddest on Mondays so they don't get dragged in the week's episode of SYM. But we know that your straw factory is run better than any of the exploitative uk factories and it's always ready for whatever order you place hoping all of the listeners are immune to white fuckery this week and wishing double protection to you and sadiq thank you also for restarting your patreon i love being able to give you coins regularly and extra readings with the pictures too kalechi for prime minister forever and ever and sadiq for chancellor lots of love annie love you annie wow (laughs) annie you've got a way with words right whitewash not legwash i'm stealing that i'm actually stealing that officially we are stealing that. Wow. My hickey hacker reading of her letter didn't even do some of the classes ju- justice because it's after the fact that I was like, oh, that was, a, that that was, was an insult. That, that was an insult. That was a drag. Jesus. Thank you, Annie. You two are magnificent. Thank you, Annie. God bless. Um, and I'll add the link for the work that Maloney McQuendy and Natasha Benjamin, I'll add the link for what they've been doing. Um, so that's the first show, you're Magnificent. And I've got um, another Magnificent letter as well. I think this one's from Ayo. Hi, Kalechi. I have a nomination for Share Your Magnificence. Woo, woo. Disclaimer, this is a book is Share Your Magnificence. I would like to nominate Nadia Odunayo. Um, she's the creator of The Story Graph, a more user-friendly version of Goodreads. I won't bore you with all of the reasons most bibliophiles hate Goodreads, but instead I'll tell you all the reasons why The Story Graph is amazing. You can import all your books from Goodreads into the story graph, which means that you don't have to manually re-add all of your books. Based on the books you read, the story graph will show you um, your book stats. This is fucking amazing. It tells you what type of books you like to read. Um, uh, it breaks down your stats into your mood, e.g. dark, mysterious, romance, etc. Pace, e.g. slow, fast, medium, and roughly how big the books are, e.g. 300 to 500 pages. Ordered for you, always, um, ordered for you, allows you to um, say what you're looking for in a book and gives you recommendations based on this. You can also use the filter option in this to get the outcome um 
possible and it's this is not just a regurgitated top 10 bestseller list it's actually tailored to you you can search for books that are not common in the western world and in other languages you can mark books as dnf did not finish and say why you're able to give half stars in reviews screams and excitement you can create reading goals there are various reading challenges that you can join in with great for those of us that don't do book clubs and this i think is one of the best features you can follow people on the story graph but you and your followers cannot see how many followers you have or who has followed you and finally the best part of this is that nadia is black british the story graph went from 1000 users to 20000 users in the space of a week i was watching back her insta live one evening and i started screaming when i heard a uk accent i mean it would have been amazing if she was just a black woman but as one of our own and a fellow black british woman words cannot describe my joy for her i am standing and supporting nadia this is why she's my share your magnificence and hopefully yours too hope you have or have had a um, a blessed week thank you ayol thank you for that um i really appreciate that um letter from you that's amazing that is a i didn't even think of that that's a really it's it's an app yeah that is a sick app yeah and it will just tell you what books you should read it will recommend them to you yeah I like that. I like some stats because I, you know, there's quite a few books, you know, the DNF point as well. I like that because there's quite a few books that you just don't get through. Yes. And you're just like, you have a lot to say about it, but you didn't get through it. Yeah. I think think my one was um, Rabbit Run. Was it by Updike? John Updike, is it? I hate that book. I think it was so fucking boring. And it's one of those classics that, oh, you must read this This as a classic. I don't want to read a stupid book by this white man. It's boring. It's boring as fuck. I think mine was Queenie. Wow. Yeah. Mine was Queenie. I found Queenie quite hard to finish. But I think then- I probably got very close to the end, but I just found Queenie quite hard to finish. I'm just, there's just so many. I'd really like to talk. Is it Can- Candice? Yeah. Maybe I've got a few questions for Candice because I'd really like to just ask her a few questions. I mean, I was just so bothered by, you know, her wanting to go back to that ex and his racist family. And then yeah. the Scottish guy who is just, so violent. What the one that um was doing all the things and she had to go to the clinic and everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just I just thought it was it was I don't know. It's I think and maybe it wasn't a book for me. <laughs> maybe this is what just, I wonder. I think this I'm just is... gonna admit that. I think there's there's nothing wrong with that in saying that. Maybe it's just a book for me. I'm a black guy, I can't maybe I just couldn't. And I think that is really, I think it's really honest and great that you say that because sometimes some books just aren't for us. Like, um, the fact that, you know, um, Queenie won book of the year, I think the bookseller book of the year and things like that, it's resonated with, with people, you know, it's resonated with people. So I just look at that and, and I think to myself, it's great that you say that because if it didn't resonate with you, you have every right for it to not resonate with you. And, and I think that honest critique also balances out things as well because there are some protagonists in some stories that i look at and i'm just like what the fuck what are you doing what are you doing i want to strangle you right now right but even candice refers to queenie as the problematic fave because i love that she knows she's problematic because i think i can imagine queenie going down a tree amongst white people but i don't Mm. i don't i don't see many again i can't speak for them i just don't see many black women reading that book and thinking oh my god like that's fantastic but then this is the thing so many i feel like it's the same reason that i enjoyed i may destroy you blackness isn't monolith so while i could look at queenie and think well i'm not necessarily like queenie in the in her main behaviors Mm -hmm. you know 
there are other ways that you know I might align myself or I might see myself in her or not see myself in her at all but another black woman might be like oh my god I get it I'm queenie to a T no, we right, should you're... we should be able to have problematic protagonists that are black yeah no 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 that's true I think that's a very fair point yeah so yeah I I I, I really I think that that's I think that that's cool but it's great that you have welcome Lev I think that that's great to have something like the story graph that will let you be able to say these things and say like yeah this wasn't working for me and you know I prefer um, this instead and it can make suggestions for you based on the things that you like and didn't like right so the last Shay or Magnificent um, goes out to 21 Savage I, I just didn't think I'd see the day really um, I mean I, I know that he's been doing this particular initiative for a while but this was someone who only started drinking water a little while ago <laughs> like, like, Amber, like Amber Rose introduced him to drinking water he said that he was he thanking her for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> See what water can do because now that his cells are being replen- replenished and, and, and you know, rejuvenated, mm-hmm. he's coming up with all sorts of wonderful ideas. I thought it was a brilliant idea. And I just want to make it clear to all the US listeners as well, 21 Savage is British. <laughs> so we're claiming him because of this really good deed he's done. We're claiming him. He's, 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 from, he's from South London. Yes. And that's as far as I'm concerned. Wow. So yeah, 21 Savage creates free online financial education program for the youth. Uh, 21 Savage is making good on his promise to help create a future that's more financial with more financially literate youth. On Wednesday, July 1st, 21 Savage announced the launch of the Bank Account at Home Initiative, which is an expansion of his Bank Account for Financial Literacy program ran by the National Financial Literacy Nonprofit Juma. 21's new program is an online educational platform that will educate students through virtual learning and cover students' pay wages um, after being furloughed due to COVID-19. Savage plans to make the program available for K-12 students and their families to have free financial literacy at home. In a video announcement for his new initiative, the Atlanta rapper discussed the importance of giving the youth what they need to succeed. I started my bank account financial literacy program in 2018 to help the youth with money management. Now that times are hard, as ever during this pandemic and so many families are affected across the country, I feel it's more important than ever to give our next generation of leaders the tools to succeed in life. Um, the rapper was also providing free Wi-Fi and tablets to kids in the Zone 6 section of Atlanta amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, 21 Savage is also donating $25,000 to Atlanta's um, hashtag ATL Strong COVID-19 Relief Fund established by Atlanta Mayor Keisha Bottoms. Wow. Big things are going I just think, like we were saying when it came to uh, Marcus Rashford, it's the fact that it's these people, these um, black people that shouldn't, it shouldn't really be their job. You know, you have a whole ass president, you have all of these people and, but governors, senators, but it's, it's a rapper that's having to come and provide all of this. But then, of course, that makes sense because um, all of the people we mentioned are solely there to uphold white supremacy. So if you're going to look at these things and think, like, how can I help my community? Then this is what you go um, and do with your money. Yeah, and I agree. And I think, you know, when you look at it from another point of view, rappers and people like them, they have they're more closer to the streets. They have their air a lot closer to the streets as well. So they know 
you know what problems are affecting the people in the hood and but, stuff the, like but, that, but rappers so. have always known and they still sold, sold crack well, to yeah, them yeah. And, and, and you know and <laughs> rappers have always known and people like asap rocky turn around going what's the black lives matter movement or whatever got movement me, what yeah. got to do with me until he got caught out in sweden that's a point i think maybe what i'm trying to say is i think the rappers are best placed to when they have sense yes, yes when they have sense they they are of a closer proximity so therefore they the change that they make will make more sense to yes. the people yeah. in, in in you know in those communities rather than some any person that doesn't even identify or understand what's going on they're coming in and saying what they think needs to happen so i think it's wonderful mm. that he's doing that and if more i feel like rappers and people um celebrities use their um influence in that way it could make a real difference i agree and i I'll just with that said 21 savage should do that for his home country as well i'm just saying because <laughs> like you are from england so i think you should help us out here as boy, well boy but he was like these ones are the ones that saw me <laughs> so you know they 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 let me do it it's a knife so <laughs> so you know he's there doing what he's doing so that's that for share your magnificence let's get into so you mad first letter for so you mad because there's so many and sorry to the people that i don't read out because i know that so many of you have sent letters in but i can't read everything um yeah here we go so you mad all right here we go Dear Kalechi, oh my goodness, they've done it again. I'd already composed something for a So You Mad. However, the Lords of Chaos and comedic timing struck again to bring about this gem. My So You Mad nomination goes out to the Brexit couple who have now discovered that their plans to eventually sell their home and retire to France, I assume the south of France since it's warmer and it's where they will try to go to, through tweets narrated by at Archer underscore RS, we, have, we are told of his interactions with a British couple who have a holiday home near him. Upon discovery that Brexit just... Dis- uh, Upon discovery that Brexit just discovered that Brexit now made Brits foreigners to the EU and would likely be unable to retire to France. They blame the French, Brussels, even the EU and to a degree their unfair neighbour, our narrator, who was also clever enough to secure his EU rights with dual nationality. Their son gets involved talking about sorting it all out by giving these Europeans the what for, talking about taking a Eurostar out to the town to talk to the mayor about getting an exception, levelling some abuse at the neighbour, and in the same breath asking him to pick pick him up from the train station. His wife made him say no. Now the mayor of the town is clued in. His office is following the tweet and they're all watching this comedy unfold. There's even a splash of bribery for rugby tickets to sweeten the deal. And a lawyer, family friend, who seemed paranoid, didn't want to use video calling because they are always watching, only to discover that he was involved in a privacy case where they were actually watching. The tweeter says that these things are real and happening in real time, taking a break from time to time to spend time with his wife. And I don't have to doubt them after all I've seen in 2020, as well as the past few years. It's not nice to laugh at the suffering of others as the couple are older and distraught. But when you do clownery and clownery comes to at you, I can only watch this car crash unfold. It's not as if they weren't warned. They just didn't care because they didn't really think that Brexit, um, think about Brexit beyond their white privilege. They're son is even worse but i want to say keep this so you mad short because they're clearly suffering from madness and also running mad warmest regard to you and yours this um, these moments of levity don't mean stuff isn't still going on i just hope that you're pacing yourself as needed the same way you tell us to rest i hope that you are also resting as needed and able may your star continue to shine as well as those of the ones loved by you all the best anonymous so 
they really thought that they were going to move to France. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's like she said, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. This is it. Really hard. Really hard. Like won't take their teeth off <laughs> your ass. Nope. I'm not, I'm, I don't feel sorry for any of the Brits who are finding themselves in this situation because there are many of them. Like you really thought that you were going to vote Brexit and then not feel the implications. So all of the holidays that you were doing, all these, um, you know, weekends away through EasyJet and then man, you didn't realise that, that that was... that would remain. <laughs> and you see, this is what happens when you vote with racist sentiment. This is what happens. I'm not surprised... I'm happy. I'm good. good. Like, good for them. Good for them. Next time you'll have more sense because, yes. you know, when you don't have sense, this is the kind of thing that happens. Yes. So that was the letter from Anon. Um, where's my next letter? So many of them. I just tried oh, to man. highlight them. Dearest baby girl, Kalechi, before I start, I want to say the podcast episodes that you have done with your brother are amazing. The relationship you two have is heartwarming. All of your podcasts are amazing, but the episodes with Sadiq are just extra great. Uh, I saw an article about a job advert that went out in Australia for a carer. The advert stated, amongst other things, that dark skinned people, African or Indian, need not apply as per the client's wishes. What the fuck the job adverts being taken down they're investigating whatever that means but the issue is someone thought it appropriate to put that advert up in the first place someone thought it was okay to leave it there until the newspapers caught wind of it i know so many people who have emigrated to australia and i've truly never understood the hype australia is an outrageously racist country and i've had absolutely no fucking want or need to go there this job advert is just the tip of the iceberg in the comments underneath this article so many white people are com- were commenting oh my god i can't believe we're in 2020 and things like this are still happening blah 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 of course things like this are still fucking happening nothing has been done to address or correct the reasons that things like this were happening in the first place things like this obviously being blatant racism but everyone's too scared to throw that word around so suck your mum, australia and suck your mum to the morons in the comment section sending you and your family love and light thank you for being unapologetically you god bless well, thank thank you. you. That was a lovely, lovely letter. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> when, when, whenever I think about things like that happening, I always think to myself, just like you were saying, just like they, she was saying, like when someone put that advert up, they believed that it was okay. Yes. And they believed that they would get away with it. That is white privilege at its finest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, what's the big deal? They just don't want any Africans or yeah. Indians. People have people preferences. People have preferences. Yeah. It's what you lot love to say online all the time. It's a preference. As if your preference just is void of, you know, white supremacist motivations. Like, what are you talking about? I mean, to think about the fact that there aren't actually even that many black or African people in Australia <laughs> and you still don't want them in your business. But you, Do you know how violently racist? It's the fact that there aren't that many and you still felt the need to specify. They weren't going to come anyway. But you wanted to make sure that those dirty people put it to you don't even come anywhere near your building. It doesn't really have much to do with this, but it makes me think about, oh, you must have seen this video of this Karen. Her real name is Jillian. Mm-hmm. Now, this was the one where she's pulled out a gun on the mum. You haven't seen it? No. You haven't seen it? No. Whoa. But yeah, you're, you were right. That social media break was real because yeah. this has been going viral. So... Cut long story short, um, a white lady and her husband are in the car. 
they get into a spat with a black lady and her 15 year old daughter mm. Cole I kid you not you see this lady pull out a gun on them and she's literally screaming at them to get back like she's the police. Wow. And why she's doing this is because just as they've, just as the white couple have tried to like leave the scene, they've reversed into the black woman. So hitting her with their car. So the, the, the black woman hits, like hits her car with yeah. her hand. Like, what the hell are you doing? She comes out of the car with a gun. I can't believe you haven't seen the video. And then literally you, you see her, you see her in the video, even the white woman, you could see her in her face. Like she, she's, she, she, you could see her thinking like, this has obviously gone way too far. <laughs> you can even see it in her face. Like she's shaking. She's you're like, probably okay. wondering how you're I got right. <laughs> And she's just there like, but my point with that is that she, at the time that she got out of that car with that gun, she was, she thought she was going to get away with that. She thought that she, what she was doing was correct. Yes. Yeah. Because other people, other white people are doing it to black people. So, so what's why the problem? not? Why not I mean? and, and that's how it happened. So when I saw that, and I never really feel violent or I never really feel aggressive, um, you know, when I look at these videos, but I, I just kept putting myself in that position thinking, if I could just turn, if I could, if I could, if I got hold of that gun. If I could turn back time. <laughs> if I could find a way. I will beat your ass. <laughs> that is literally, that's how that song should have gone. Because I just think about it and I'm just like, she, if you see the video, it makes you even more, I don't even want to send it to you because I just like how you say, like you don't like, yeah. you know, those things. No, I, 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 I do. No, this one I actually do want to see. But it's I do just see. shocking. And it just goes to show that when people do stuff like that, when they, when they, when they, when they go to those lengths, they're doing it because they think they can get away with it. But, and it's also that thing of, oh my God, this is still happening in 2020. What are you talking about? What did you personally do to stop this stop happening? happening? <laughs> and you're going to be shocked by it continuing that's what gets me like when people go oh i can't believe this is 21st century someone said it to me the other day a white girl oh i can't believe it what what did you do personally right. to stop it because all i remember is you've been complicit in right. it but and all of a sudden you can't believe thankfully, I can't they, believe were, thankfully they were arrested and um i think they've got a charge a pending charge out against them and good. that's good to see but again it's always jarring when you go through the comments and then you've still got people defending well i don't know what they were doing before they got there yeah 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 and you know what i love about white people when especially when they're defending other races they're always it's always <laughs> things like oh i'm sure they meant nothing by it or i'm sure we didn't see the full story yes, or stuff like yes. that they they are so willing to oh <laughs> to suspend disbelief you will never see an open mind no. like, like that other race that, that, that other race is trying to defend another racist you will never see an open mind as open as that, I'm telling you. They will explore every avenue. What if the what if the black mum had a knife that we couldn't see in the camera? Yes. I don't know how hard she hit that car when she was letting them know that she didn't want to be run over by the car. So I don't know. She, that lady was, I can see in her eyes, she was scared. And that's yeah. why she brought the gun. She, that's why she brought out the gun. I kid you not. Word for word, there's a comment just under that. Of friend. course I'm there is. You. Of course I mean, there it's is. scary. But I, I, I don't want to cause any trouble, but I do feel like the, the black lady there is being very aggressive. Right. The one without the gun. And the one without the gun. Oof can't make it up but yeah that job adverts like that i'm just i, I, I want to be more shocked than i than i am but i'm just but like just, yeah. okay they just wrote it overtly you man say all the time yeah. covertly when you're when you're um, when you're um, putting out your adverts anyway yeah. like we see i even said about casting breakdowns i know the kind of person you're looking for by the words that you put into the casting breakdown i'm not dumb yeah like i know what you're saying and so even if you didn't say it explicitly we all know what time it is yeah. so the last so you mad letter 
says, hi, Kalechi, I hope you and your wonderful family are well. The only question I know we all care about is when you are running for prime minister. (laughs) (laughs) You are literally our only hope for this country, I swear, but no pressure. Uh, I wanted to nominate both Idris and Kwame for So You Mad because, well, they were mad last year and it turns out that they're even wilder this year. It's difficult to talk about because I know there are still legal things and contractual things going on. So sorry if this is a little bit vague. The original story is in this Medium article last year. These two women writers, one of them, a black woman, finally spoke out about how these two men stole their work, their ideas, then cut them out of the project without credit. Then produced this work, The Tree at the Young Vic, as their own work. The two women laid down very clearly, I think, the in the article, the timeline and what happened, which contradict stories of Idris and Kwame um, that have since played out in the media. Both men denied that they stole this work and are still denying this. This, in- this incident um, showed how blatantly gender and power is abused and operates in theatre. And what is worse is that these two men have been shouting about how their work is for the community. Despite these women bravely speaking up about it and risking their livelihood, these men flat out denied it all. The show still went ahead with no attempts by Idris um, and Kwame to acknowledge that they had done um, what they had done or try and repair it. Cut to this year, I see an advert by Intelligence Squared that these two men taking up the mic talking about hashtag Black Lives Matter in theatre. My head literally spun reading this. These are the same men hurting black women in the arts with their misogynoir. I was confused. So I raised the question to the chair of their conversation, Yasmin Abdel-Majid, whose magnificence I would absolutely love to share too. She called them out and asked them about this. From the article, you say you admire black women, but how do you respond when folks within the community feel disappointed by some of your choices? After an awkward five-second pause, Elba asked a chair, Yasmin Abdel-Majid, to rephrase the question again for me. I wasn't sure how to answer that. Abdul-Majid then explained, I think the question's referring to some of the choices or the work that you've worked on in the past together. Well, they continue to do what they did before and double down in their denial of this. What is so anger-inducing is that they went on to pull the same gaslighting tactics that white men and white women do. Idris's response... um, that some women in the community are disappointed was, we are all disappointed. This is the exact same thing as all lives matter. Then the comments from Kwame about saying his mother is black and he's black and he has a black daughter is the same as I have black friends. I know from sources that the women involved absolutely cannot speak about what is going on. I also know that after all this happened, the women gave them multiple opportunities to repair the damages that, and, and they offered ways in which they could build a great platform to uplift women writers in theater. They chose not to. They turned it down. They chose their own ego, status and power over genuinely doing something that could offer opportunities for black women. Then had the front to speak on Black Lives Matter in theatre. That all said, this interview was a small victory. Thanks to the hard work of Yasmin, um, they now know that we still know about them. They ha- That we haven't forgotten what they've done and they will continue to be held ac- to account. It may mean that they will not try this again. The industry may start to see that we are watching them and we will do what we can in the theatre community to challenge the abuses of power and misogynoir. Um, Take care of yourself and continue to shine that beautiful warrior light of yours. Thank you. Oh, for a while I was I was thinking, is this is she talking about Idris Elba? Like I was thinking, is this yeah. is this actually about him? That's very disappointing to hear. Yeah, this story is confusing for me because I'm not in the thing like that. 
Thing. Like I'm not into I'm not in the whole um, conversation like that. I've heard you know like people who work closely with um, both of them, both of the men saying, "Oh, that's not how it played out." And I was there firsthand, and I know how it played out. And you know this is coming from black women, and then you've got black women like who's written in here going, "No, that is exactly that how it played out." out. Yeah. So I'm always kind of like, I don't know. All I can mm. do is be just and read out the statement yeah. and I read out the "So You Mad" because. You know that that's what the platform is here for. You know, as long as the thing isn't very mad, where I'm looking at it, like I'm not sharing that, which, which I've had a few times. I've read some letters and I'm like, I'm not reading that um, out. But I've looked at this and I just felt it's fair to put out what you what you think. I and, agree. And, yeah. I mean, that said, there's a long history of people of everyone ripping off black women, really. Yes. Everyone ripping off black women. So I don't want to. I don't want to contribute to that whole gaslighting of oh no, I'm sure maybe it was this or I'm sure exactly. maybe it was that. Maybe it was what it was and maybe it was just outright plagiarism or theft or whatever it was that he did mm. um, with that work. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just disappointing really. And I, I, one thing that we, we can't do is act like we don't hear about these stories about writers, actors, directors, or whatever, yes. stealing ideas, like happens all the time. Yes. And I think people, when, when people are in that sort of, I don't know, that sort of lifestyle of theatre or whatnot, they think that they can get away with it, maybe with a few kind of moderations and yeah. this and that, but nah, it, these things will always come back to bite you on the bum. And I don't want to believe that there's someone crazy out there mm. to accuse someone of something like this when it's not completely true. Yeah. There must be something... Exactly like something, that. Something happened. Exactly and that. And I don't know any of these men personally, so I've got no... Who's Kwame? Um, Kwame Kweyama is the um, artistic director of the Young Vic Theatre. Okay. Yeah, so um, you probably would have like seen him, um, but I don't know him per- personally. That like, we've met a few times, um, but that's it. And obviously, I've done like projects um, mm. at the Young Vic and that. Mm. But yeah, like I don't know these guys, mm. and I, I all I can see is that something, like you said, I are these two women mad? Like they've turned around and said, "You took my work." Like I don't understand. Right, but and I'm not in a position to call anyone mad. Especially just like you said, when we don't know, when well, we're not in. The, when I'm not in it like that. Yeah, and so, so all I can do is like look at both sides, look at both sides of the stories. No, I, what I can do is put forward like this is what black women in the industry are saying. That they feel like they have more information than I do. And they're saying that, no, nah, you definitely move mad. And Yasmin did read it, read it out and say, well, this is a question you're being asked. And from the answer, it doesn't seem very, how can you say, oh, well, we're all disappointed. What, that, what does, I, it, what, what what does, does that, that mean? mean? What does that mean exactly? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a very it's weird def- statement it's, it's, to make. It's a deflection, I think. Yes. And to me, like, I'm always wary when I send out my work. Like, friends have said, oh, can I see how you wrote your book proposal? Can I see this? Can I do that? And I send these things out. Can I see the short story you've written? Can I see this? And I send these things out in the hope that no one is vile enough to try and rip off my work. But we know people do wild shit all of the time. I'm surprised. Some people will take everything you've written and just change the name of the characters. Yes. And then be like, oh, well, you can't prove it's yours. Like we all, yeah. we all get ideas all of the time. And so I feel this from a place of, especially as a black woman, like you said, like our work gets ripped off all of the time. So I, I, I feel it personally like raw. So one of these people is that one of these writers is a black woman and she's not getting credit from her, for her work, allegedly. I don't know. But all I can see is that, wow, things need to change. Things need to change because things like this can't run. And especially if you're asked questions like that, try to answer like somebody with sense. Yeah. And Idris Elba, who I guess the black community adores, you need to do better. Yeah. 
there yeah. has to be more transparency and it's yeah. not like and, and I think that that's the thing sometimes we learn from critique like what you're being asked to do is be more transparent about things and not come with legal jargon say exactly what, what happened because exactly. even if you were at fault people more, are more likely to be like oh so you see that you were wrong there how are you going to make this up and right. then don't do it when going forward exactly. instead of like dancing around things it's very very odd give very political weird. Like, like responses and yes so. well we're all disappointed what do you what do you mean mm. Don't like that. Not good. So weird. Very, very weird. But anyway, um, last one. I've got a letter here, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I'm going to read it to you exactly how I got it right and see. Hello, Queen Mother of a Young Lion, Disha of Straws. As Disha of Straws. P.S. This is long, so feel free to just email me back instead of reading on the show. I've already emailed back as well before way before reading this. Hope you and the family lamb are holding up well and enjoying this uh, spending so much time together. I need some advice, please. And thank you for the first time ever. I'm in a company where a, I'm not the only black person in the office and B I'm not the only black person in my team. But here is the issue. I come from a more digital comms background, which means naturally I'm drawn to suggesting more digital activities, etc. But this does not sit within my role it sits within the um, other girl in the team and every time I try to talk to her about working together or doing anything together she becomes really defensive and possessive saying things like oh that's my job and I'll think about it or oh we don't use that platform as you can imagine this means things get awkward sometimes and I've stopped suggesting or offering these things just to avoid making her feel put out but recently we were having a team discussion about a campaign and due to what was being said I suggested possibly doing some vox pops to which everyone was like yes that will work etc but this girl remained quiet so I tried to bring it around back to her by asking what she thinks because she's been quiet to which she responded well I'm not tech savvy so I can't see much involvement from me in this and it's moved away from my original idea I just wanted to scream so usually especially if she's not black I would ignore her and just go about my business but part of me is mad at her for always not trying and always being apprehensive to collaborate I'm actually not sure what to do anymore I've spent the past couple of months being quiet and trying to um, suppress my creativity which in fact is just stifling my progress I've offered teaching her these things I've kept quiet I've minded my own business when I took this role, just like any other role I've been in, I've um, if there is no element of digital comms, I always tend to find a way to incorporate it into my role, which out of respect for my colleague, I haven't done so far. I guess after my long-winded letter, sorry, should I just go um, about finding ways to incorporate digital comms into my role, regardless of how she feels, or keep trying to include her and work with her on digital comms? Best wishes. A stressed out, ge- um, introverted Gemini trying to be kind. Well, just before we go on, is the this other girl that she's having the problem with? Did she? Did you mention that she's black? Or did, did we? Did was yeah, there any mention black, that she's black like, another black girl? Yeah, because that was going to bring me to my point. See, it's always. You know, I would say when I responded, yeah, the first thing I'll say is that I thought that this was a guy writing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, why, 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 why did you think it was a guy? I don't know. I just went off the name first and foremost, mm. and also I didn't clock the other black girl. I didn't clock the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw, I just saw the black girl. So I didn't read the other. So I just, I don't know. There was some, obviously people um, can be, you know, names don't have, don't always reflect gender or whatever. But I just automatically, I don't know. I just assumed. Yeah. And it's how I read it. Maybe there's the mind space that I was in when I read it. So I responded like, you know, well, you have to be aware that as a black woman in the workspace, 
black women are used, um, they, they they have to tolerate being undermined a lot. Yeah. So maybe she's coming to you with that energy yeah. as a black guy. Yeah. Because but you the, assume that it was a black guy talking yeah, yeah. at a point. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it changes things when you realize. I mean, I think for me, it's always you, you, you ideally you want to go into a business where there's other people that look like you. Right. Yes. But there's always that thing of like, how do you kind of bond without just bonding over the fact that you're both black? Mm hmm. So I always kind of get that as like a like a hardship and something to face. However, I think if just to answer her question, I feel like she should go about incorporating digital comms into her role without this person. Because I think, I, I always think it's strange when someone is new to a team mm-hmm. and people can behave that way. I think it's, 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 I think people always, people, some people say that, oh, it's down to the new person to integrate themselves and to, yeah. you know, to, to, to get on side with everyone. I don't necessarily agree. I think if someone is coming into, especially if it's professional, yeah, yeah. someone is new, you should try and be as receptive as possible to them. Yes. She shouldn't be fighting with you to try and incorporate something that everyone agrees is good, you know, into the role. Do you yeah. get what I mean? I think that makes it difficult for her, this girl mm-hmm. writing in the, the letter, to do her job. So I would say she should definitely, she should just ignore this girl. I'm sorry. Ignore her. All skin folk ain't kin folk. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I don't know. What yeah. No, I, 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 let me check what I said um, in my response. Uh, um, obviously, re- realising that now it's not a, um, a black man, it's both black women. But, um, I just said, yeah, forget that bit. I said, you, sh- oh yeah. I said, um, uh, I get where her defensiveness is coming from, especially since she doesn't know how to do the things you're suggesting. You should integrate digital comms into your role. And I think you should suggest going for lunch together. Um, I've put in a non-flirty way, but now I've realized that they're both black they're women. Both it, well, yeah. it doesn't matter. Still, it could still, it could still, it could still apply. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could still fly so um um so you can get to know her more and she can get to know you and ultimately understand that you're not trying to take her for a prick in the end she might just not be worth the effort but it's worth a shot so you both have a working environment that's pleasant that's fair i just again that puts the onus on to this new girl to try and make it work with her take her out and stuff like that which which might work that's fine you know me i'm not a believer in being the bigger person but then i think that in certain situations when it's your job sometimes you have to teach people how to not how to not be mad you know and i just also want to i personally want to make sure that i have um crossed my t's as they like to say and dotted my eyes i don't want tomorrow for you to turn around and say oh well you know we just never really had the space to like have this conversation with each other and work things out. I want to show you that I gave you the every, space. Oh, yeah. Okay. And not every every opportunity or but I gave you one chance. <laughs> Which is all you needed. Which is all you need. Fair. Well they're probably screaming in their language outside of my window. Um but yeah, I just want to make sure that you've you've had that chance in it. So yeah. I'll take you out to lunch. I just want to get to know you. Let's not even talk about work right now. Person to person. person to person. Let's yeah. see if they apart from our skin colour, let's see that what we what else we have in common. Mm. Yeah. Because this is the thing, I think that sometimes, even with the person that's writing this. I won't even um, take it away from the fact that sometimes we enter into environments, we see another black woman or see another black person and it's war. Yeah. Because it's just like everyone's being socialized into that whole thing of there can only be one black. Yes. And so what you're doing with your brilliance, as we see it, as you've put it to us, is that you're showing her up as the black that shouldn't be there. Right. And then, then she's also admitted she's not tech savvy as well. So that doesn't look good as well. Right. Mm. So it's just really, really, that's going to call up 
um, insecurities that we all have on top of that, like legitimate concerns about her, her, her role within this whole thing. I think that's fair. I think I think it's fair to to say, but I just I don't I don't know. I think maybe it's because this girl brought in, so yeah. it's from her point of view. Yes. But the way I see it is just that, like, to go into somewhere and to not by the only other black person there to yeah. not be accepted or to not be you know in received in the way that I guess you should be. I see how it can make her feel a little bit frosty, and you know if she's text out and she, she also mentioned that she's tried, she's offered to teach this late this girl. Yeah, but you're new. Do you get me? Like I, I, I get, I totally get it, and I see that she's trying, and I see that she's really, really trying to help this person. But then it's that other a way of person teaching you something. Yeah, you see that that's that's a, that's that's when it comes into ego complex. Yes, all of that, yes, all of that. And yes. I'm just saying, if it is, it would be much better if this girl came in. She's and I. I if I look, I look at it from my point of view, I would feel better someone that looks like me teaching me. So you're working where you're working right now. You're back in the office environment. Yeah. Another black guy comes in with a beard. He's got to have a beard oh, because God. that's how he's actual competition, and Fair that's enough. how they'll keep muddling you both up. True. And you're great at sales, and but he's also great at sales, and he can do extra. I think he can speak Mandarin. On top of that. So, so he can speak Mandarin and he's also great at sales. Like he meets your targets and even goes past. So now he's turned around and gone, oh, well, I think what would really be good with Sadiq's role is if we've got some more Mandarin, more Mandarin speaking clients into that because, you know, they'd really benefit from the job, you know, that you're doing. Point. I think that would, of course, that would be very irritating. But my response would be, no, no, no. You can just, you be the Mandarin <laughs> salesperson. You be that, per- that, that's, that works for you. Because I don't believe that him, coming in speaking mandarin and doing all of this doing all of that will now mean that whatever i'm earning or whatever i'm doing lessons no 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 i will just but then your employers could look at you and the bosses can look at you and your line manager can look at you and be like well it's great what you're doing but he can also do sales really well and he speaks mandarin so he why can, do we need you why, do, <laughs> why are you here I guess it could come to that. And it's more so because he's actively saying that what would also work well for what you're doing and the people that your clients is... If I go and learn the hardest <laughs> language in the, in the whole world is if I go and learn Mandarin. Maybe. I don't know. I think... Uh, but again, though, it's about how... It's about how that's a situation like that is handled because, you know, if he was excelling doing Mandarin... And I was seeing that naturally I should look at him and be like, oh gosh, I want to do that too. Do you get what I mean? So well, maybe it's different it's for black men as well. Because yeah, I, well, we're also, yeah. we're, we're also, we also have to look at that. Like there's more space for there to be maybe more healthy competition in the way that black women aren't given the space to have healthy Agreed. competition. It's, yeah. it's just competition. It's all at war. Yeah. You know, or, and it, it's down to the black women to self-regulate so it doesn't enter into a war. Mm. So, yes, you know, I, I you know, I, we always look at things from the perspective of the person writing in. But at the same time, I'm like, how did you go about suggesting to her that you could help her with this thing? Yeah. Because how you tell us that you were going to do it and how, it, how you might have done it or forget it. Maybe you did everything personally, even uh, or perfectly, even how it was received. Might have been, yeah. It's a point. It's definitely a point. I just don't believe that anyone new to an environment should make every effort, should, you know, do everything just to get themselves integrated. Like, come on, especially in a work environment, you have to try at first anyways to integrate that person. And if you don't like them, then that's what happens. But yeah. um, So then exactly. So how the best way I feel like is to go out, go come out of the work environment because that is where the battlefield is. And it feels weird that I keep referring to the, it in that way but that's what we've been socialized into it being a battle yeah. right so you have to take yourself out of that don't even have this discussion in a work canteen go out of the workplace and go and you know sit somewhere and, and see if you can yeah and see I think what the that's worst like thing, though is maybe is 
do it in doing that they might just realize that not only did they not like each other professionally yeah they don't like each other personally and that's fine because then now i can do my job and i don't have to worry about your feelings okay better then that's that's, 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 that's literally yeah, yeah that's literally no all i want i just yeah. i just wanted to know that oh so you're you're actual dickhead yeah. like no you're not just a nine to five dickhead you're, you're a confirmed dickhead. you're a 24 7 dickhead Good. cool Perfect. Okay. Perfect. If, if that's your dedicated role outside of this office space, that's good. I just needed to know that. So when I do what I need to do and I integrate digital comms into my work, I don't have to feel funny about, about how you, it. Yeah. You're a confirmed dickhead. Yes. Fair. Fair. It, it Like we said, it, 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 it depends. Everyone's different. Like, you know, this girl might not be receptive to being taken out to the restaurant by a girl that she doesn't really know. And it might yeah. be a bit weird. And I, again, it's also that thing of like, you know, when you go out, when you go to chill with the only other black person in the work, in the workplace, everyone's looking at you like, oh, God. They're forming they're the Black Panthers. Together. They're forming the Black Panther. Oh, gosh. It's a aggressive. militia. <laughs> it's aggressive. So, oh, gosh. What black people have to face in the workplace? Just, oh, it's terrible. Just isn't it? being watched all of the time. It's actually horrible, long. Horrible, it's horrible. horrible. So, yeah, that's that for So You Mad. No, that's a lie. Oh, my God. It's an absolute lie. So, that was the letter done. Um, Terry Crews oh. tweeting. Um, about Black Lives Matter. I don't know why someone hasn't taken his phone away. For the fact that his wife hasn't taken his phone away, I wonder if she agrees with him. No, she non- does agree with him. She definitely does right. agree with him. And I think his wife, his wife is white or, or mixed or something She's like mixed, that. I think, she, yeah. yeah. She, she definitely, definitely does agree with him. I think I look at the Terry Crews situation and I think it's so sad because when you think of the black men that people find aggressive and violent and everything wrong with them, it's, the, it's an image of Terry Crews that you get. Yeah. So... He is in a position to dismantle, yeah. you know, all of those ideas, yeah. you know, all of those kind of things. And instead, he chooses to promote this idea that black people are somehow going to get ahead of themselves one day yes. and take over yes. the white race. Yeah. And even when I think about that, right... I think about that like let's say it's a genuine if that's a gen let's say that's a genuine concern yeah. why why is that on your mind Terry <laughs> Cruz? why is that what you're thinking about so for context he tweeted if you are a child of god you are my brother and sister i have family of every race creed and ideology so that means that you have um, family race and creed the ideology so you have white supremacists and maybe kkk right and that makes he says we must ensure and um, we must ensure hashtag black lives matter doesn't morph into hashtag black lives better it's just one of those ones where i don't even know you but i hate you <laughs> i don't know you i've never met you in my life but i hate you like someone that i know he needs whatever protein shake he's drinking he needs to come off it asap he's horrible asap because i don't know what kind of whey protein they're using in it but it's contaminated because something is not right something is not clicking something is i did you hit yourself on the head with a barbell i don't know what's happened because this isn't making any sense and this is why i understand why people go celebrities shouldn't be on social media because they really show their asses and no i think you should be on yeah, social media so we can see you yes let's see who i want to see all of this nonsense that you're doing i want to see everything Agreed. as exactly as you are because Agreed. before they weren't you thought that they were blackballing you because you said that this man grabbed your penis right uh-huh, uh-huh. now I, now i actually don't want you to get any more roles yeah because... now, now now you deserve to be black <laughs> yes and even when you think about it do you not remember how okay i know it was a bit weird at first because no one was really kind of backing him at first you know the first man to come out about sexual abuse yeah. people are be like oh, okay did it happen but in the end everybody ended up kind of supporting him yeah, and yeah. especially him speaking out i noticed and he didn't even he didn't even realize his own privilege women who have spoken out about 
about sexual abuse have lost jobs. They've lost things. Yeah. They've lost endorsements. Terry Crews got more. Yeah. After that. Yeah. That means so. In fact, it's it, it, you, 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 we, you are more respected. Do you yes. know what I mean, after speaking out about that, and then for you to, and then you threw everyone under the bus and you, because, and then you started kicking and hahaing with Fifty Cent and them that were taking the piss out of you. Yes, you were yes, laughing with them you were again. Laughing with them, Gabrielle Union came out to talk yeah. about what happened to her. You said that I don't see that you happening. Don't, you, it's you, the you best place I've ever it's worked. The best place you've ever worked. You twat. <laughs> And even Terry Crews, like, I'm thinking, don't you ever look back on the roles that you've been given by white people and you still don't agree? He's literally the character in White Chicks. I'm saying. <laughs> they bring you in as the muscular black man that flexes his pecs. Yeah, and, that's and then it. they make a joke saying, oh, um, once, you go, once, you, once you go black, you end up in a wheelchair. <laughs> Terry Crews, you've been a part of that. Terry Crews, when people have that image, people think of you, Terry Crews, when they right. think about stuff like that. But and you, your main concern is, oh, but you don't want us to believe that we are better than white people when for 400 centuries centuries better even we've been told that we're nothing in fact so how do you think that's going to happen overnight that just tells me who you align with do you know what i mean like we have to make sure that hashtag black lives matter doesn't turn into hashtag black lives better how is that going to happen under white supremacy how? you fucking idiot and why is that your concern why is that your concern we haven't even stopped black people being killed by police and everybody else yet and you've already jumped to you know this world Can where black imagine? people are subjugating everybody else oh, and i hate terry cruz even more because you know for those white racists oh they Love he him. becomes he becomes a perfect reference point. He well, Terry. A- well, Terry said, I, "I have a friend called Terry. Now he doesn't know me personally, but <laughs> he's he, a friend. Yes, he is a fantastic actor, Ab- absolutely fantastic. And he made some very salient points. And he said that we must ensure that Black Lives Matter does not turn into Black Lives Better. And I couldn't agree more. Right. But look at what's happening in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> White people are being killed." In right. South Africa. In South Africa. No, Terry, even to have to discuss it, I feel like I'm doing something wrong because it's like, it's given more attention to the, the fuckery that he's saying and then he's promoting and he's got children. But the thing is, like, oh. he, he hasn't stopped though. He said more problematic he's things. Back, since. He's I'm, been backing himself. Yes, I've only picked that tweet, but he said more things and it's like the way he keeps conflating terms and just thinking like, oh, you could just swap out a word. I mean, we've already discussed this in black supremacist matriarchy but it's the way that he keeps changing terms and thinking that he's made an argument when you're not saying anything shut up shut up you haven't you haven't done any work towards getting people to realize that black lives matter but you are concerned yes that it will take over and then people black people are just going to be running amok in the streets People like Terry, they always make me think, who do I hate more, a coon or a racist? <laughs> I don't actually know now. You I know? feel that they're one and the same. Yeah, I think it might be. One just has just, probably just more power than the other. Yeah. But, they're, they're, but, but their gains and their their goals are similar. Yeah, and their makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just black faces. Yeah. You know, underneath those white masks or whatever, the other way around. He's got a black mask under... Yeah, you get me. Fuck you, Terry Crews. Fuck you, Terry Crews. Honestly, what a mess. So that's so you mad that um, Jada Pinkett. Oh, Jada. You know, I never thought I'd see the day that Jada, we'd be calling Jada Pinkett a potential abuser. <laughs> now, I don't know what to make of what everything um, August weird. Alcina was saying. It's weird. Personally, I think August Alcina, I don't know if I'm being honest, I think he exaggerated certain aspects of it. I don't think that they had a full-blown relationship. You don't think? I don't think that's what happened. No, no, no. I don't think that's what happened. I think... In LA? I think they got close. Yeah. And lines started to kind of blur a bit. Okay. 
I just because I think to myself, why August Alcina not me? And then I think to myself, why, why? Because that's what's making me think that it's probably not a full blown relationship. Because I think I can't, I just can't believe that she would choose August Alcina and not me. <laughs> but like, you don't live in LA. Well, even still, like, and, and I think that he, I mean, you know, he's light skin and he's got red hair. Fair enough, but he looks. I, I don't want to comment on August because he actually is six. So I don't want to yeah. say anything about him right because yeah, but whew, yeah, I just. Yeah, Jada, what were you thinking? Like, talk to us, Jada. Like, she's even said that she wants, just, to, she wants to bring herself onto the red table. And I'm just like, who is going to talk to you about it? I find it weird. I don't know if I believe the whole thing. I just think it's just weird. I don't know. Do but know? then, if it were a woman, would we say we don't believe the whole thing? If it was, what do you mean? If, if August Alcina was a, yeah. a woman? Well, I don't think it's necessarily that. I think if we look at what the allegation or whatever is on the table here, August Alcina hasn't said that he was abused. No. He hasn't, he hasn't but sometimes people don't, but they, people don't recognize, they don't recognize it as that. That's true. They, that, that's true. Because I, he was very ill at the time, at that time. He lost family members, family members died, everything. So he was in a very vulnerable position mm. when all of this, um, you know, allegedly took place. Yeah. And then it's the way that it was also presented to the public. I mean, I don't keep up with their lives like that, but from what I heard, they were very much presenting it like they were parenting him or he was kind of like in the home as an extra son. That's the weird part where it's like, you're trying, you're, 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 Passing him off like, oh yeah, you're doing motherly, fatherly. But duties. you're 21 years his senior. Mm. Bit weird, but again, and me, he does insinuate that something sexual happened because he said that then Will Smith allegedly gave his blessing, although Jada said that that wasn't the case. Yeah, but just why would August? Why would you say that then? You know what I mean? Exactly my point, and I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm a trash human being because the entire time that he was talking with um, Angela Yee, it's Angela Yee, so yeah, that he was talking to. Um, I just want that astrology um, clock, that that zodiac clock. <laughs> what, behind him? It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I just want it. It's probably not going to fit this flat, but I want that. I go. actually went and Googled it to try and find someone, something similar. Like, and I just know that that confirmed that I'm a trash human being because he was t- giving us all of this tea. And I was just you like, really where care. do you I get thought, that zodiac? That that, that I want that zodiac clock. I just looking at his hair. I thought, is this, is this a good dye job? I hate you so much. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> perfect oh my god yes i see it that is it i was looking at him thinking yes that's who you're giving me khalees yes but um i think it's weird i think that people were too preoccupied with the um concept of polyamory i know that you and rihanna had a massive discussion mm, when i had the dinner party yeah. the last time about polyamory and monogamy and everything and not you just couldn't huge, get your <laughs> yeah i'm just not a huge fan of polyamory and all of that stuff i'm sorry guys but the reasons that you gave for not being a fan of it still came back to you. Yeah, you guys argue that they were more selfish and whatnot, but now I can say that the reason why I don't like it is because of this. All the stuff that Jada and Will Smith. Now, no, I can, no. now that's my reference now. No, no. Because this is where it gets. And I always think to myself, like, why do people get rich and then do crazy things? Or is but, it but, a crazy but, thing? But broke people, if we're going to use that term, like normal, every average, everyday people are still um, in polyamorous relationships. But I don't think what was going on with August, Jada and Will was like a polyamorous thing. It was more of like a, you know, your wife is having sex with someone that you're okay with. That's polyamory. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know then. I, maybe that just goes back to why I don't necessarily agree with the whole... But the thing, but the, this is the thing, but, and it's exactly what Rihanna was saying as well, about the fact that polyamory only really works if everybody's honest with everybody. And there, we can clearly see that some dishonesty started to take place there. Hence the reason, you know, it's not, hence it's not working anymore. Yeah. 
So I, I think in the polyamorous relationship, like, okay, cool, you're talking about transparency. So. And not everything is sex. Not every polyamorous relationship that you'd be engaged in simultaneously, not all of it would be sexual. Because that just leads me on to another thing. So why then? Why not then? Why does all of your relationship, your intimate romantic relationships must include sex? They don't, but then you don't, it doesn't need to then be classed as a relationship. If Everything is a relationship. If, you're, if you are relating to somebody, that is a relationship. There are different types of relationships. Some are called friendships, but every I think that like every relationship should have a basis of friendship if it's to be truly healthy. Okay, love relationships. Can we? Can we? Can like I romantic relationships. Romantic relationships. Yeah. yeah, I just feel like it. Just it, you can. It comes down to boundaries for me. You know, you can enjoy someone just like you said. It doesn't have to be sex. You can enjoy someone. You can enjoy their humor. You can enjoy their company. And you know, you're not having sex with them. Yeah, that's a friend. They don't now need to be considered. <laughs> I don't now need to consider them as like my second partner. I just think no, you're just a mate. And then whoever, whoever, I'm, whoever else I'm dealing with, we're having sex or we're doing all of that. Then yeah, that is now a romantic relationship. But I just feel like you conflate things when it's like, all right, cool, no sex here, but we'll do this there. We'll do this here. I just, I also think it's just too much thinking. It's too much thinking. But, and this brings us to, why aren't we consciously in relation with people? Because when you say it's too much thinking, why aren't people present in, mm. in the moment in their relationships? Why shouldn't there be conscious thoughts as to how we engage with people? Because obviously when we're not, we're kind of going through the motions of things. And that's when people can claim, oh, I've fallen out of love. Oh, la, 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 la. Because you, you weren't consciously engaging a lot of the time. And you have to actively nurture something for it to grow. Agreed. But to, to be conscious, like, 24-7, the way you suggest, it's just, is it is it is it really possible? You want someone that, you know, you were conscious in in, 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 in getting to know. Yeah. Like, you know, you've established a relationship. Yeah, you've got all of that. And then you want someone that you, you don't want to have to, like... You could just come home and just chill and just not have to come home and then they text you 30 minutes before saying, oh, my polyamorous second partner is is going to be in the room. Could you go straight? It's just, I don't know, each to their own. I don't want to knock, I don't want to knock something that just isn't for but me. But yeah, but that's it because there's there's a planning and there's and, and polyamorous relationships for them to work as with any relationship, even monogamous relationships. There has to be intention. You have mm. to be intentional in how you relate to people. Mm. And once you be- stop being intentional about how you do things, that's when people get hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, for me, I was more caught up about the fact of the dynamic that they had there. There's a definite difference in power dynamic there. And that's, to me, what could be what's classed as abusive, especially since you could pretty much pass it off as, oh, it's just a friend of the family, enough, an extra son. But you can't be dicking down the son. I'm, yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't touch your son like that. No. You? And, and we know the way for- that were, were, the rumours were going out were going around when they were actually like actively yeah. know, still friends or whatever they were. People were saying, oh, August, August and Jade, August and Jade. Like, I'm not telling you to wait, <laughs> but I'm hoping that you wait on me. I was like, who is he singing to? Because I know this might not be my... Aunt. I said, that's a tune. Woo! Is that an August song? Yeah. I'm I'm so so impressed that you know an August Alcina song. I don't know one. I oh really? I don't know one. No, he's got tunes. Has he? He's got tunes. He's got oh, tunes. Better than Chris Breezy? Ah, uh, different. Okay. I feel like I I find it easier to pole dance to August's song. Really? Yeah. Po- with Chris's song, I'm always scared that someone's gonna come and lick me upside the head. So, <laughs> so I, I make me fall off the pole. So um. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, August has, especially that song "Wait." That is uh, that's a banger. Oh, I might I might get into some. I've never heard. I think I've probably heard one with Nicki Minaj, like a pop one. But yeah, no, yeah. he write that one's written really really well. I, that's why I like it. That the way mm. the song's written. Um, yeah. I have to get into some August, and he's. I, it's just weird that he's close in age to um, Jaden. Exactly my point. How can you feel comfortable with that? So you're telling me that I'll be 50 years old one day and then I'll be looking at people who are Lev's age. Am I mad? Oh my God. Exactly. That sounds even worse. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't know. Jada's a There's no amount of of muscle. He doesn't even have muscle. There's no no amount of looks that you can have. Like you're a child. But no, no, no. With that said, August, I don't know if you listened to the full interview. He said, and it made me literally die. He said, I could die right now and be happy. Yes, like, because I have know, loved someone for me. Do you know the kind of, I hate to talk this way, but you know the kind of coochie Jake has to have? Where you she, are okay. To with die right, right, right now. Oh, that statement is so like, powerful. Lord, I have seen it all. That statement is so what powerful. What kind of pelvic floor exercises is she doing? Co, anything that can make me feel that way, I don't want, I don't <laughs> I want, want no parts. I don't I want, want no any parts. Part of it because this guy, he he literally voiced with his own mouth that he could die right now. And that was the most confident thing he said. Everything else was vague. Yeah. But that part, he said, I can die right now and oh. know that I have experienced love and I have felt love yes. and I gave all of myself. Yes. And when, as you can tell, as he was like saying those words he was thinking about that he, I saw it I saw it he fly was, yeah, he was and thinking about it image, you know like when someone's replaying their life like you saw the imagery just fly by I said wow Jada oh, no, I don't want I'm, I will tune into that Red Table talk though because I want to find out exactly what she I won't say it much she won't say much because the implications like what she's like I, it's clear that healing needs to be done are you going to bring him on there and say and look so what happens yeah I, I, I want to know the, what healing she you had some of the cookies done. now there are cookies no more <laughs> thank <laughs> you for coming to the red table talk and that's it will Willow be there I mean what's Willow going to contribute like we've known for ages that they have an open marriage yeah, have they have they actually confirmed it? It's but, always been speculative. Right? Yeah, but I think that at the same time they've um, alluded to it when they've made like Instagram videos and things like, oh, he's not responsible. When everyone was sharing that video, I thought oh, it was yeah, hilarious. He's not responsible for but my happiness, happiness. I, said, what I said, you guys aren't hearing what she's saying. <laughs> she's told you clearly there that I'll do what I want. Right, and if I if doing this with this person makes me happy, that's what I'm gonna do. Right, I'm gonna swim from them motherfucking chandeliers. <laughs> and I mean, what Will is doing his own thing, and you know it works for them. If it does. You know, well, it was working. So I don't, I don't know what, what happened. But I'd like to talk to Angela Yee. She, I think that her style of interview Yeah, yeah is, I need to still be tagging you, he- t- yeah, tagging her heavily in your stuff. Because um, I think that we'd have a good conversation, but who knows? I think you would. And Angela Yee could do with a bit of educating. And that's why I want to go on to just lovingly, b- b- not the Yana way, but just yeah. lovingly just kind of, um, <laughs> bring, yeah, bring, bring some things to the fore. So whoever can make that happen, just, um, hook us up. Um, the next, so you mad is the Homerton police who put up a tweet that they then deleted saying kicking down doors. It's probably one of our favorite things. Another warrant conducted on hashtag Victoria ward with the assistance of MPS Homerton and Kings park and Hackney wick hashtag knock, knock hashtag, local policing it's funny because they do this yeah and a lot of people don't know that when they knock your door down i think people think oh yeah they'll just replace it the no next you day. pay you not only do you pay but sometimes it takes months Oof. to get a new door fitted in and when you when you see that bill when you're on the receiving end of that that's what people don't know the violence that um people have to suffer and then oh my bad sorry yeah sorry oh, oh sorry wrong house wrong house and it's even funny as well because 
they were saying um they were saying oh how like you know i've heard some people say in the past that like you know the police have come to their door and they've literally just knocked once and then burst yeah. the door down they, that tweet has confirmed what yes they whisper they were like i don't, I don't even think like, I have, have, hey 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 what's that that's <laughs> yes. what no nah. because that's what you guys want you get somehow you guys get a thrill from that but how do you think it's okay to write a tweet like that like you genuinely enjoy disrupting people's homes in that way like i've lived in a home where police have run up in there in the middle of the night that's not comfortable stuff it's it horrible scary and it, you won't you won't go back to sleep that night N- at all and so when you see them actually looking like they're getting a thrill from it, fuck you lot, man. Absolutely fuck you that. lot. That's absolutely disgusting. Also telling us that your job is shit as well. If this is the only the thrill you get. Thing. Mad, mad, absolute madness. So the last So You Mad is Prince Harry talking about institutional racism and how we can all do better. And this isn't about blaming. Whenever people add that to the conversation, I just think, shut up. Mm. Everyone's praising him like, oh my God, he's speaking about institutional racism. What, what what i don't get it like what's so fancy about it is his mother is his grandmother still not queen yeah I, 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 is I, that I, not the institution right there the, the racist into the most racist institution but you're coming to say oh you you're aware so what are you doing about your grandmother right i always think about the queen with how old she is queen you've lived through some things she's lived through something you've lived through, th- through some things and specifically you've lived through some black things yes and not once has this girl I'm calling it <laughs> <a girl. laughs> not once, not once. Is Lizzie girl. Yeah. Not once has this woman actually come out and said something about racism and you've you the jewels from Africa, all of that shit you're just happily there wearing. Yeah. So I think with Harry, I feel like I, I can understand being a royal how hard it would be to kind of talk out talk about something like this, which is why I just love Megan even more. So. But really, Megan, because she was saying that she felt that she would be protected by the institution. Now, and I, I'm sure I, I have a strong feeling that Megan listens to this podcast. I could be very, very wrong. But if you are friends with her, play her the episodes that I've spoken about her. But I just want to, you know, I feel like we have to call things as they are, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like she's another um, a biracial woman who's who, through her experiences, is now starting to realise just how much the world sees her as black and is now changing her perception of certain things because if you were saying that you thought the institution was going to protect you you are very happy for this to be a princess story you are very happy for this to be the princess diaries and some kind of fairy tale where you marry a prince and you just go about your business and you align yourself more with because you were willing to align yourself with the monarchy until they showed you just how fucking racist this country actually is and you're like what yeah they reminded you that you they brought out a black in you that you didn't even know exactly you had. even with your black mother being right there yeah so while i'm not like jumping on you and being like it's the fact that like you also have to address why you were going to be complicit in that Fair, and I think when she says that she thought she'd be protected by the institution, maybe she felt like, you know, they would speak out more. I don't know, maybe she was dreaming. Speak out more about what? Yeah, or maybe, you know, protecting her against the... I mean, she they were slandering her in the newspaper. I mean, and even aside w- but from... But would you expect it, anything less? Yeah. But again, from someone who was coming from America, she probably... Yeah. And I think that you, that's what you're right about. She didn't expect... For her race to be such a thing, because I mean, she's she was plucked from America. In America, nobody was talking about her like that. Yeah, I was watching a black suits. person. I was watching this girl on Suits, and I did not, I did not know she was black yeah. until they introduced her black dad on the show. Yeah, and I was thinking, are you guys crazy? She's not black, and yeah. then lo and behold, she's black. She yeah. got I mean. So 
she just got an insight into what it's like to be to, to experience racism in England. Yes, because I think people think that racism don't ha- doesn't happen outside of America. Yes. So when they now see the aggressive nature with which it takes place over here, so and you can't call it insidious. insidious. It well, that's the thing. We go to call it insidious. We go to call it subtle. We go to call it all of these things. Nah, these men are coming full throttle with it now. They're not playing with They're anybody. Racist. Yes. Yeah. And so she now sees that, and she's like, oh. Oh, and she's like, I remember her saying in that interview that her friend started to t- like tell her and show her that, are you sure this is what you want to enter into? Because even her friend had the sense to be like, babes, England isn't what you think it I'm is, glad you know? Someone told her. I'm glad someone told her. And I'm glad, I'm glad she's realised, you know, herself. And I think for us, we need to start respecting the royal family less. I think officially. I've never respected her. I've never, I've never. I mean, for some reason, we all kind of love Diana. I mean, didn't Diana die before I was born? Mm, did she? Or around that time. And I just ended up loving Diana as well. Either, either yeah. way, either, like, do you get me? Because parents told us to. They kind of showed us like, yeah. ah, Diana, she's so wonderful. But, but Diana was serving some looks. I really need to recreate that cycling shorts with the baggy sweatshirt look. Yeah, and even that revenge black dress that she wore. Oh, no, she had, she served, she served absolute looks. Yeah, I, I, I argue she's, a, she's the original city girl. But <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's for everyone else. I think it's very important that Harry is speaking out about this because I think the tide is going to change soon. We are going to look at the royal family and we are going to say they're what going, the fuck they're, they're, have you yeah, guys done. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I don't want my kids to be my age and the royal family still exists. No, I, no. I, th- I think that they're, that they're very much going. But the thing is, he can't just continue to chat, 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 chat. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're talking about institutional racism and in the same breath you're saying that, but this isn't about blaming anyone. No, it's about blaming. But yes, let's blame, please. <laughs> but you see, that's, that's sometimes the, the, the major problem with these things. Like, you know, when white people get it right, they never seem to kind of... They don't do 100%. Yeah, the execution's never all the way there. It's like, yeah, 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 that's good. Oh, Yeah, no, but if no, you can't no, no. say it fully, who can? Yeah. If you're not that. saying it fully, how can we, you know? I think so, for Harry to even talk about it the way he has is big. Because, like, no he's one... He's got a nice voice. I, d- I don't know what I thought. I don't I don't think I've paid much attention to him really, really talking. But well, when he was talking that one, I was just like, oh, you've got a, a decent voice. Really? But let's also, let's not... Like, forget about Harry's past. Harry's... I, me, me that I've forgotten him and his um, costumes that he liked to wear. Yeah, Harry, never, Harry, Harry, never, Harry, never, Harry. never. Well, never. Yeah, and that's you. why I feel like, again, she's come along and she's been um, a, um, a, oh, she's a, a, a path for him to learn through. Yeah, I'm that. <laughs> Do you get what I mean? Mm. Like, so she's been a path for him to learn through. And I feel like they're both learning together, but how much learning can they really do? Yeah. And I'm tired of conversations, conversations. People need to do something. Do, like, and do something major. Right. So it's not enough that they're stepping away from royal duties and all of that. I want to see something. Come on the podcast. <laughs> That's where you were going. <laughs> That's where he wanted to go. Fine. <laughs> Fine. That is the day that you know that they are committed to the cause. When they come on to say your mind. When I say to you, when you look at that title of the episode and it says featuring Prince Harry and yes. Meghan. And, no. And, and they have to join in on the ending chorus. When yes, suck him up. <laughs> it has Mandatory. to be that, yes. Mandatory. Or else everything goes out the window. The day you see that, just know that I have truly blown and <laughs> and, and that's it. That is it. We, we, a new world is about to come into play. Yes, a new world order. Boy. So that's that. Um, so let's get into to the last part which is straw of the week aka suck your mum K 
Okay, so first letter, only letter actually is from um, this person who says, good day. I hope you and your family are doing well. I discovered you from one of your threads on Twitter a few years ago, and I absolutely loved the energy you were giving. Once you started the podcast, I was sold. So thank you so much for all that you do and the emotional labor that you're willing to contribute to the betterment of our society. Also, congratulations on your marriage and your beautiful baby Lev and many blessings to you and your family. So I would like to take this opportunity to hand several straws to a couple of institutions. A quick background, I'm a South African and Kenyan baby girl who went to complete my tertiary education in the US. I did an exchange program where I spent some time in the UK and I loved it. However, I switched to a university in Florida and completed my degree there. I won't mention the school or individual for possible legal reasons, um, but I would like to give a few people some fermented straws. So I'm just going to add a trigger warning here for sexual abuse uh, and um, sexual assault and rape. Okay, so now I'll continue. First, I would like to issue a trigger warning, here we go, of sexual violence, um, as um, what I'm sharing is sensitive information. Okay, in 2018, October 2018, I was raped by an individual who is part of a particular fraternity at my former university. I told my boyfriend at the time, and he basically told me that it was my fault, so let's give him the first straw. As a result, I shut down and chose to keep quiet about my situation. After speaking about it once during therapy, my physical and mental began to depreciate and I was very sick. In my final semester of uni, I had to defer my work because I was unable to engage in any way. I became agoraphobic, but still somehow managed my therapy sessions and groceries, and I lived in a constant state of fear. Thankfully, I lived with my brother, so I was quite supported. It resulted in me making an abrupt decision to move back to South Africa so that I could focus on healing myself. My next straws go out to my professors and the university for being a complete waste of oxygen and space because they were mostly unsupportive throughout this process. I visited all the advocacy centres and resources alike and the university that did PIM at the university that did PIM. Just empty words and false expectations. So big suck your mum to all of them because I had to navigate this large university in fear of bumping into my abuser or his peers. Next, I would like to say suck your mum to the rapists and rape apologists who decided to show their ass when I uh, decided to go public with this information. People who I had considered friends that are involved in Greek life um, have been quiet or simply posted videos and threads that, um, that conjectured um, said fuck you to me and the others that chose to be vocal about the experiences that criminalize them and their institutions then I would like to say a big suck your mum to the Tampa Bay Times and the white women that are okay with the erasure um, of black women and other people of color because of the story is um because the story is more fitting. Go play in traffic or something. I'm not here for the recognition. However, let the truth be at the forefront of what is happening. And I'm okay to have my recognition for the moves that I'm making in my surrounding community and society. So yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you continually do and being unapologetic about it. It continues to inspire me and I hope that I can do the same for others with the conversation that has begun and definitely change some people's perceptions. I wish you well for all of your endeavors and I just know great things are in store for you that is something I will always pray for um pray about for you I honestly look forward to the time where I can take a class with you at your studio 
all the best and God's, um, God's blessings. Love always. P.S. I will attach a link of my thread if you'd like to take a look where I've tried to document what is happening. Please feel free to share it as I would like to have everyone's attention as we dismantle this horrible culture of sexual violence that especially exists in Greek life in the USA. That's just the beginning though that um, I need to start somewhere. P.P.S. I was also so delighted to hear that you are a fellow INFJ. I've always felt very connected to you, uh, to everything you do and look forward to meeting you one day because I know I will. Okay, sorry this was so long but thank you again and um uh, christine has, has added her link so i'll remember to put that in the comments so you can see what she's talking about that's her name christine yes well, i'm sorry you had to go through that christine that's terrible it's horrible it's horrible and a lot of these fraternities some of the the culture that um pervades a lot of them is horrible i had some mad stories and i know it's not necessarily to do with you know sexual abuse and 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 and, and stuff but um the movie Burning Sands, I don't know if you watched that. No. That's about a fraternity and just how far people, like, they take the whole, you know... Yeah, swearing in, and, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, I just look at it and I just think it's just crazy. And I know that that's, what, that's, necessary, that's not what she was affected by. She was just affected by someone who was part of a fraternity yeah. and they did that to her, but... Again, but it happens it just, a lot it, in these, exactly, and these frat parties and yes. things like that. And, you, and even when you, um, on um, porn sites, there are whole like sections yeah 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 yeah. and i think it's one of those ones where clearly you know this 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 community felt like they could they're powerful like yes. nothing could happen to them and, and they are because yeah. they're complicit and they'll all be silent even if someone one individual feels this wrong they won't speak they won't out say anything because it's all the fraternity yes and if you get kicked out of the fraternity it's a big deal yeah so it's just it's it's terrible and i think she's right everybody needs to have a hand in dismantling that and I, it's cool to be part of a community like the whole fraternity and all of that but when these things are happening it's a cult at this point yeah yeah, that's it and and this is it and i think that a lot of these fraternities as well they're all baby versions of um larger um, communities of um oppressive um you know oppressive societies they're baby oppressive societies yes because these people usually graduate into those ones or they stay in these all of their life and then you go to apply for a job or you do this later on and it's oh you were part of that fraternity and this and that what and also um, and it's meant to serve as oh yeah this brotherhood but that brotherhood can be very very sinister yes so i will i will be sharing that christine and anyway um final straw of the week from us is david starkey Wow, the historian. Yes. <laughs> what, what did he say? A lot of blacks. Yes, he said that. Um, what that we can't claim that um, slavery and colonization and things like that was genocide because there are still so many damn blacks here. That that was the quote. I was happy to discuss this, knowing that he's now he's now been fired. <laughs> Fine, he said stuff. that he, he resigned. Oh, I'm, they- <laughs> sure. oh, I'm sure, David, you resigned. So many damn blacks. And I love I love that statement as well because it just it captures his frustration. He's disgust that we're still here. But this speaks to Audrey Lord's um Ooh. poem, Litany for Survival. We were never meant to survive. Yeah. We were never meant to survive. And and you can see it so clearly um within like um, the statements that certain white people make that they are so frustrated that upon everything that was done, him as an historian, he definitely knows firsthand what was done. He, he looks old enough to even know firsthand what was done. But, <laughs> was there. <yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, they know everything that was done and they are so frustrated that it didn't wipe everybody out. Yeah, and that we are still here and we are still excellent. Yes, yes. 
the cheek, the it's cheek like that you would survive. Say about him, just like you, you, you said, you said something racist, which actually a lot of people, I guess, would agree with you. And you lost your job. Great. I think that's that's what needs to happen. But somehow... But somebody is else saying. is going to take him up, though, because yes. he was on... Um, who was he with? Grimes or whatever his name is. Um, was this on BBC as well? No, no. It was on somebody's site. So it says, um, um, a TV historian has not yet responded to the BBC's request for comment. Starkey told an online show hosted by conservative commentator Darren Grimes that slavery was not genocide because of the survival of so many damn blacks. Yeah. There you go. Um... Yeah, um, they've um, told him that he doesn't have a job anymore, so that's wonderful. Um, oh, he said that? No, so say the statement went on to note that while the orphan holds no teaching role there, that honorary fellows have the same responsibility as all members of our college to uphold our values, so he won't be... They've terminated David Starkey's position as a visiting professor with immediate effect. Perfect. So, um, yeah, that's cool, but more needs to be done. Like, that's really to me it's very very worrying this is the same historian that they called to speak about the london riots and he was talking about thugs and hooligans and the terms that he was using and that um you know if white people are joining in it's because they've bought into hip-hop culture or and gang culture and from then he was showing himself to be this massive massive racist yes and what what i find interesting as well is that if if david stock was from another time yes he would have written a very racist book but the thing is, they're still writing their racist books now. Yes. Like a whole Boris Johnson called us pickaninnies with watermelon smiles, mm-hmm. and he's still he's a Boris prime Johnson. minister. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think with this one, when you because you kind of look at the historians, and when you look at people like that, you expect them to kind of just be all knowing and yes. maybe a bit. What's the word I'm looking at? Objective. Yes. But actually, historians have been racist for years, and that's probably that's that's contributes to why we are where we're at now because they have they, been complicit. They have been instrumental yes. in the um and in. In, in colonizing the curriculum that we have now and and helping with that they have been instrumental in it and how they how they frame history they say that it's only ever told from the perspective of the victor and they've helped to tell that story in a manner that makes us out to be savages and they burn anything that would say otherwise yes so that anything else is just speculation yes yeah i think i think even when you think about his statement loads of people still agree with him you remember the story i told you about the boy from my workplace who basically said to me that oh um, what happened to the Jewish was worse than what yeah, happened to the yeah. black people because yeah like people think people people think that way because but then the, the, to me that's why the argument doesn't stand because the fact of the matter is you can't deny that the holocaust happened if you do you'll go to jail right. yeah so you can't deny that that definitely definitely happened and Jewish people are still alive today right Right. So you can't say that it wasn't genocide because Jewish people survived. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's there. There are many Jewish people. Mm-hmm. But you can say and people are leaving you to say that, oh, my God, um, genocide. What slavery wasn't genocide because there are still so many black people here because you would have been content if we weren't we're here. There. And then that would have made it genocide. And that would be OK. And that would have been OK. So David Starkey, not only for your comments in um, during the riots when you said whites have become blacks because they were joining in with the looting, <laughs> as he put it. Whites have become blacks. Yeah, okay. you. But for this as well, you can go and suck your mother. You, your, your, your. Find her fossils and suck her dry. That's what you need to do. You are a vile, vile human being. Horrible. Absolutely disgusting. And you know, 
one day you won't be here. So we won't have to deal with so many damn David Starkeys because you as the one David Starkey will not be here. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, because that is absolutely vile, vile comments to make. And you won't change. I don't have any hope that you will change. No one wants your dusty, crusty apology because you don't mean it. You very much are a racist. And any institution that continues to employ you, claiming that they're going in and interrogating their histories with slavery... If they continue to um, employ you, that means that they're very happy to be racist and they're very happy to have supported slavery as far as I'm concerned. So David Starkey, you can go and take a stark straw and stuck your mother, you absolutely vile dickhead. What? Yes. So that's that for this week. We're done. And it's been a lot. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. My patrons, I'll have extra bits for you um, this week and we'll possibly do a live. Um... Yeah, I feel like that. that's everything, right? Yeah, I think we covered about most bits. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff. So yeah, that's it from me. I've been Kalechi Okafor. And I've been Sadiq. And this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as what, what? Suck your mother. That's right. That is right. And so you can follow me on at Kalechi or at Say Your Mind Pod or... Sidico JN, that's on Twitter and Instagram. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. So all of you look after yourselves and um, keep safe. Peace. See ya. It's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sippy, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long trots. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.